<laughs> I know. More than you ever no, wanted to know. I love, no, I love I'm not saying I love it, but I don't love his balls, but I love <laughs> I just want to clarify, I don't love your husband's balls. Welcome to Girls Who Read Good. This is Adrian. I'm Megan. Hey, I'm Jessica. Join us for this week's Girls Night In. Cheers. What's up, everyone? I'm Megan. I'll be your host this week, and I have my main bitches here with me, Adrian. Hello. And Jessica. Hi. Uh, the book we selected for this week is Drive by Kate Stewart, and I'm super excited because I love this book, and I've been wanting to do this one for a while now. I love Kate Stewart's writing, and this one just, oh fuck, this one gives me all the feels. And it's infused with music, so there's a music playlist through the whole book. Each chapter has a song, and fuck, I love it so much. Yeah, this book definitely gave me... I knew it was going to give me the feels, and that's why I was so scared to read it. I was like, if I read it, I know I'm going to cry, and I did. <laughs> but don't you love those books that after you're done, you're still thinking about the book? It just sticks with you? Yes, and then I have existential crises, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what spurred that crisis? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Oh, was it the book's fault? <laughs> It is. It's like serious. There are books that give you serious book hangover, and this was one of them. She takes that road trip to get over a past relationship. It's brutal. Yeah. Hugs on your heartstrings. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Adrian, what was no, I loved it. your take on it, though? No, it was really good. I think this is one of the more relatable ones that we've read thus far. Yeah, because there were no millionaires. Yeah. CEO billionaires. Exactly. But also, her character, she's just funny and she doesn't bullshit around. She's having real issues and real feelings, and there's no moment when I'm like, why? Like, why did she say this or why did yeah, she act the way she, she did? playing games mm -hmm. or whatever. You're just feeling it with her as she goes through it. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the books where I thought the side characters were really stupid. Mm Usually it's the girl that we're like, why? Yeah. Why are they being so dumb? But <laughs> now true. it's the side characters. I'm like, why are you such fucking idiots? <laughs> yeah. Because this book is so heavily incorporated with music and the main character is a music journalist, I thought for the game, I would read a lyric that mm -hmm. was from one of the songs in the book. Mm -hmm. And y'all have to tell me the group or singer and the song. I'm going to do terribly. You get a point for each one. Okay. And I'm going to keep score so that we don't have a fucking situation like we had last week. <laughs> Some of us weren't prepared to do math. Wait, so are we just yelling it out? Yeah. All right, let's do this. First one. I feel the break and I got to live it up. Oh, uh, uh, Santeria by Sublime. That is correct. Oh, shit. I was getting there. <laughs> okay. If someone said three years from now, you'd be long gone, I'd stand up and punch them out. Uh, pink, who knew? Nice. Wow. <laughs> it's tied if you were, <laughs> if you lost track. <laughs> Good math, Adrian. Good math. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me who I have to be to get some reciprocity. See, no one loves you more than me. Mm. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, may I have a hint? Yeah. A hint, please. Mm-hmm. This is a singer who was really popular in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. But it's from the playlist. Mm -hmm. She sparked controversy because she won an award and said she didn't want white people to buy her album. Sinead O'Connor. No. Sinead O'Connor is white. Oh, white people. Erica Badu. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> white people to buy her album. Uh, mm-hmm. Lauren Hill. Do you know what the song's called? Um, what is that song called? I got nothing. Oh, man. Don't say it yet. I'm almost there. It's the doo-wop song. No. Just kidding. I do like that song, though. Mm-hmm. It's that one, right? Mm-hmm. Damn it. What's it called? Just tell me. X Factor. Never would have gotten that. (laughs) I've waited a hundred years, but I'd wait a million more for you. (sighs) It's a guy, right? I don't know. God, you suck. (laughs) Wait. Is it Sleeping at Last? Yeah. Sleeping at Last. Do you know the song? Yeah. It's the song that I would want played at my wedding that I didn't recognize. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was kind of surprised you didn't. Yeah. Don't know that one. Okay. So the score right now. Uh, because you get one point for each, is four to three, Jessica. Mm. Boom, boom. Something takes a part of me. You and I were Corn, meant freak to on be. A leash. Uh, <laughs> nice. <damn it>. Boom. <laughs> I had it. I just, you said it fast. Yeah, I'm just going to cut her off if I know <laughs> it, because I really want to win something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Some things we don't talk about, rather do without, and just hold the smile. Oh, it's a 90s band. Next lyric yeah. of the song. If you Oops. have the next lyric of the song, I was ill-prepared. that Hold could on. be helpful. Mm-hmm. There's a part that just goes, don't let me go, over and over and over again. It's not the fray, is it? Yeah. Oh. Don't let <laughs> me go. I do not know the Oh, wait, wait, I song. might know the sign. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all I can think of. What's the name? Never say never. Never say uh, you never. You can never say never. Now it comes to me. Time and time again. Okay, ready? Last one. Underwater, time is standing still. You're the treasure. Dive down deeper still. (laughs) Adrian's got her constipated face on. (laughs) Could I have the next lyric, please? (laughs) You should automatically get prepared because this is hard. (laughs) It's a guy who sounds kind of like a girl. Guy who sounds kind of like... I can only think of that one guy, born. Uh, James. Like, oh, it is Borns. You're right. Oh. Shit. I'm spacing. It's Borns. Yeah. Do you know the name of the song? It's like heart. Eclectic. Electric heart? No. No. That's yeah. Sia. Um, no. <laughs> Elastic heart is Yeah. <laughs> Electric heart. We just made up a couple names. It's <laughs> fine. Um, I don't know. Even if I get it right. Stranger something. It's 10,000 Emerald Pools by Bourne. I would have gotten that one. But you went anyways. Yeah, by one point. Ooh, that was a close it one. It was six to five, y'all. Nice. All I'll right. drink. Now, mm-hmm. let's do the quickie. Cool. Brought to you by Carol. <laughs> I got my thumb up. I'm going to start counting like Megan does. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully broken girl goes through trials and tribulations of relationships through music and road trips. Road trip. Just trip. <laughs> nice. That's even good. Use 15. I know. I love the alliteration. Mm-hmm. Beautifully broken, trials and tribulations. Nice. I like things to sound cooler than me. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we got to do Carol's Dirty Word. Oh, yeah. All right. Carol's Dirty Word is... <laughs> Hold on. Sorry, I didn't have one. I think we do heart because... I think we're going to talk a lot about it. Or okay. emotion. Okay. Heart. Heart. All right. Should we do heart and or love? Or yeah. I think heart will be good. Yeah. Okay. Anything referencing the chest area. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling that you would, if your heart literally had a feeling. 
Sure. Got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's cast this one. So okay. this one, we actually have three because the main character falls in love twice in this book, which is part of why it's so... Yeah, would you call it a... It's not really a love... I mean, it kind of is a love triangle, but... I wouldn't call it a love triangle. Because I mean, it's like... she has to choose between the two of them. Uh, yeah, I guess. But it's like a mature love triangle. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's not like an angsty teenager one. Yeah. Sorry. Or like a dirty one where they just... Yeah. Well, it's like the feeling that you get when the guy is hot, so it's not stalking or creepy. When you like the characters, you can justify everything that happens in the book, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so we have our three main characters to cast. Stella Emerson mm-hmm. is our leading lady. Reed Crown. I feel like I'm saying crayon in, in the Southern way <laughs> when I say that. It is Crown, by the way, for all you Southern folk. And Nate... Don't look at me. Bryant. Bryant. It's something. What is his name? It's just Nate. (laughs) I don't know. It's Nate. um, B something that sounds rich. Bradley. (laughs) Nate Butler. 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 Nate Butler. Sounded rich because they have Ah, a butler. I see. That's how my brain went. Bryant was so close. (laughs) So close. Samsonite. That was way off. (laughs) Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Okay, my Stella, I did Naomi Scott. Don't know her. Don't know her. Okay. She, have you guys seen the new Aladdin movie? Mm, she's mm-hmm. Jasmine. She's also in the newer Power Ranger. She's the Pink Ranger. Love her. Think she's gorgeous. Um, and then my Reed, I did Kate Taylor Kitsch. Mm, oh, that's a good Love one. Him. I fucking forgot about oh, him. He's so hot. He's oh. in <sighs> Friday Night Lights. Yeah, but I did yeah. Taylor Kitsch from, like, The Covenant, when you know mm, that. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm, so good. And then my Nate, that one was a little hard just because Adrian kept shoving godlike in my face. <laughs> I'm so but sorry. for some reason... It's a really I, high bar, so... <laughs> I just thought of someone who was really refined and looks good in a suit, so I did Jamie Dornan, who's, like, a little bit older than the rest of them. Yeah. So Jamie Dornan is my Nate. I just can't get over Fifty Shades of Grey and how yeah. unsexual he was with Dakota What's-Her-Bucket. Yeah, you know, now, that's all I can think about with him. But you they, know, like, that, hated each other and had terrible chemistry, so it's fine. Yeah. You know, now that I think about it, the guy that would probably fit better is that one dude from that Me Before You movie. Sam Claflin. Yeah. Mm. He's probably better. A better choice. I had him in my top two. <laughs> I'll back you on that. Yeah. Because I don't... Jamie Dornan's just like womp womp. Okay, womp. I switch it to Sam Claflin. Is that what it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yes. Is. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay, so my Stella is Catalina Sandino Moreno, and she was in The Affair. Mm-hmm. So pretty. Was she the one that was also in um What's the Show with Claire Danes? No, it wasn't Homeland. It wasn't the one that was oh, in okay. Homeland. She's, but she looks like her, yeah. She's just very pretty. Hot. <laughs> okay. And then my Nate would be Paul Walker. Aww. Yeah. That's who I pictured. I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> we all miss you. Yeah. I mean, he would look good in anything, including a suit. Yeah. So he would look really good on me. He's another one who's like a Hemsworth. They just have perfect features, and mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah, but when I think of like godlike features, he just has. Mm-hmm. Such good ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then my read. I know this is weird, but I was thinking Zach Efron. 
He's like buff Mm -hmm. and he's got tattoos and he's ever since he started doing that documentary and grew a little scruff. Yeah. He just I could see him if it's not high school musical. Exactly. He doesn't have like that cut where his bangs go over his forehead real far. Or even just like a clean cut face because he's too pretty boy. Yeah. I feel like he's not he's not rough looking. But in his documentary he is. He lives out in the wilderness. He moved to Australia. Yeah. Mm. Megan? Nice. Okay. My Stella is Lindsay Morgan. She was, if you've seen The 100, she was on that show. Oh, is she the little sister of the guy? No. She's the one who was like kind of a tomboy. In real life, she is stunning. Mm -hmm. My read is Charlie Hunnam because... He was my third choice. (laughs) That's when I was like, I wish they were older because Charlie Hunnam for sure. Yeah, he's just got that like look like he could be a rock star and he's got Mm -hmm. muscles and tattoos. Anyway, and my Nate is Jensen Ackles. Oh, I love Jensen Mm. Ackles so much. (laughs) Because he's just got that like chiseled jaw and he's got high cheekbones and he's just so so pretty. Yeah, he's very pretty. If that was the cast, I don't know who I would have chosen between the two guys. (laughs) Those Tuffy. No fucking way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, because I think I was like 50 pages from the end, and I still didn't know who I would choose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Because it's it's like, I mean, we'll talk about it. But we'll it's, talk about it. We'll talk about it. Don't let me forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to do sex bet. Oh, sex dun, 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 sex We do that now? Dun, dun, oh, dun, 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 sex bet. We have to no. talk about who won. Yes. It's like this is your first I episode. Know. I'm oh running on literal a few. I had to pound. To I had pound. to pound the Red Bull. Um, okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Let's do sex bets. Yeah. Sex bets. Sex bets. Sex bets. Sex bets. We're fucking good at harmonies. Who won? Megan. All right. Don't hate me, but... The person who previously read this book? I done did. Like, I fucking remembered. I didn't even read chapter 16 until today. (laughs) Anyways, the first chapter they have sex is chapter 16, which is what I said exactly. I was dead on. And I would have won, because I said 15, if Megan wasn't such a cold-hearted bitch. <laughs> She's a cold-hearted She Bob babe. Barkered me, and <laughs> I just got... Who Bob Barkered who first? <laughs> <laughs> you Bob Barkered yourself, because you did 13 when it was end of 12. That was last week. <laughs> no, I'm was sorry. a different time. That was the week before yeah. last, because last week it wasn't until 31, which I won. Thank you. And but, you had picked that book. But I didn't cheat, though. I couldn't even tell you how many chapters were in it. I'm not saying you cheated. <laughs> I'm just not saying you didn't cheat. Okay. Ugh. Sore losers in this bitch. So Adrian and I had to take a shot. Because I said 15. She said 14. Do um, it. Do it up. I have my shot face on already. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Ugh, this is going to be a tough one. They're taking shots of Southern Comfort also. <laughs> which Here. is rough. Yeah, I coughed already. I didn't but even put it in there. It's kind of fitting because this is set in Texas. Oh, it's not bad. It tastes like sweet. Tastes like sweet tarts. Why? What did he put in it? Why did he do that? <laughs> <laughs> he put a little back in there for you. He put something in it because it tasted like liquid sweet tarts, like uh, a candy necklace. Oh, mm, so I, sweet, so thoughtful. I mean, it, I feel like if I would have four of those, I would 
probably have the worst hangover ever, but oh, it's for not sure. bad. That's definitely a lot of sugar. We just... It's so smooth. What happened? What is that? <laughs> what <laughs> is that? that? I, I don't know. expecting that. No, we're both going to be like roofied here. Because <laughs> <laughs> Brandon doesn't want you to do the podcast, so he's trying to put you night-night. <laughs> okay, so this book is about, uh, like I said, our main character... Stella, and she is basically recapping her love life. She's kind of going through, she's having a moment, and she decides to take a road trip on a whim. And as she's going on this trip by herself, she's just kind of going through everything that she was going through and felt during yeah all the her mm, past relationships mm-hmm. all the decisions that led her to be where she yeah. was right then yeah mm-hmm. and then she has like this magical playlist that just helps her feel her feelings even harder which i can fucking relate yeah. with i know this character i just i love her so much i know jessica and i we have a playlist for everything and so the fact that she has a past relationship playlist things that remind her of mm-hmm. her exes you know i have playlists that remind me of colors i'm like this, these songs remind me of the color dark green <laughs> do you do that too or are we i mean weird? i'm not totally up to date on playlists and doing all of that stuff but i do have certain moods moods for music so yeah certain artists you know are you a spotify girl or a pandora girl i was a pandora girl until i met you all and we shamed you into Spotify. are like, why do you guys, why do you use Pandora? It's so stupid. <laughs> Spotify all day. Yeah. Spotify premium all day. Yeah. It's like, hey, what's your favorite music streaming platform and why is it Spotify? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've learned so much from you all. But yeah. now so I'm much. on to shaming my friend Katie because she didn't have it either. And I was like, Did she use Apple why? Music? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For what reason? Anyway, so the story itself, the writing is so good and you you can put yourself in the situation. The main character is so funny. Her inner monologue, I just, I love because mm-hmm. she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. She's relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her emotions are relatable. I got a lot of Jessica vibes from her. Me too. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, am I the main character vibes? <laughs> yeah, definitely. That <laughs> happens a lot with our romance novels, Jessica. That yeah. we all, like, feel like we're the character? Well, specifically you. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You relate a lot with a lot of the characters who are a heart center. Oh, shit. I did my <gasps> own dirty word. Damn. Oh. I'm proud of you for calling yeah. yourself out, though. Accountability. What is it that you said? I thought that was so funny. Like, the word of the day, accountability, kids. Who said that? Somebody said that in one of the episodes. Doesn't matter. Uh, that was definitely Megan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she says a lot of sarcastic <laughs> things. Bitchy shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just because I'm like more of the romantic one out of the three of us. And these are romance novels. So mm-hmm. Jessica was texting me as she was reading this and she'd be like, I'm on page 209 and I'm bawling or like whatever. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh yeah, I texted you and I was like, page 130, this was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be okay after this. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the book, I texted her and I said, you are the fucking devil. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, see you at seven. <laughs> Bye. Oh God. I think but you I, knew that going into it though. I know. That's why it took me a year to read this book. Are you mad that you read it? 
no, but my heart is not okay, and now <laughs> oh, I, no. I have to drink. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like those, you know those books that, like, make you rethink your life choices? <laughs> yes. That's what this yeah. book was for me. Damn, <sighs> yeah. So I was telling Adrian, since Sunday, I have read seven books to try and get over this book. <laughs> oh, no. And, like, oh, no. completely different, like, yeah. genres. They're all, like fantasy novels it's tuesday everyone it's tuesday <laughs> and i'm still today Stuck. yeah in an existential crisis i know i remember feeling all of those feelings though the first time i read it so yes i understand well let's just talk about it our support group will be later <laughs> do that at another time uh let's get started let's talk about drive y'all and it starts with a prologue but Prologue. <laughs> so mm. the prologue as well as all of the chapters in the book each have a song dedicated to it which i love because you can if you have spotify you can just click the link and it goes right to the song so you can listen yeah. as you read if you're into that or you can listen later whatever i read the chapters and then i listened to the song so that way i could be yeah. like oh this is how it relates put yourself in that space mm -hmm. yeah didn't help my situation what i also love is that when she because you know current day she's on the road trip the chapters she's going back and each time she switches the author switches her back to present day it pauses the playlist yeah which i thought was so cool mm -hmm. that was really mm -hmm. cute the song for this prologue is someone like you by adele and our story starts off with our leading lady stella she is Recording for her podcast and introducing an interview with this megastar rapper MC guy named Titan. She's setting, setting the stage to drop this pre-recorded interview that she did with him. As she's talking, she's introducing the video that she's about to link. And she sees that her views are just blowing up. She's at like 100,000. And then as soon as she links the video, the viewing explodes. And she knows that her career is made at this point. And this rapper, she calls him the white whale of the music industry. So this is a really big deal for her. He's the hardest person to get a one-on-one -on -one interview with. And she was the one that he chose specifically to interview him. And she considers it her greatest accomplishment as a music journalist. So he links her interview on his social media account. And then the next thing she knows, she's got over a million viewers. And then it's five million. And so she is losing her mind. She's like freaking the fuck out. She gets a call from her best friend, Lexi. But Lexi, has, she thinks she's calling because of the interview. Lexi has no idea that that's even going on. So Stella's on cloud nine, but she hears something in Lexi's voice. She's upset and she's been crying. She never, this girl never cries. So she's like, what is going on? And that's when Lexi tells her that she's on a blind date who took her to a wedding which why? why would you ever yes. yeah that's yes. crazy that such a but if you think about like dating profiles they're dating the a lot of the bios are like just looking for a date for all wedding season i mean yeah that's fair yeah but why a blind date you know what i mean yeah yeah that's like that's double somebody whammy maybe not want to show off <laughs> or maybe You're somebody like, yeah that you don't want to sit through hours and hours of wedding stuff yeah no thanks but anyway Estella's like, okay, and what? what's the problem? And Lexi goes, it's his wedding. And at first, Stella doesn't know who she's talking about, but then it clicks and her heart drops because 
Lexi is like, you know, I don't know how this happened. What are the odds that I'm on this random date? And she's now a guest at Stella's ex-boyfriend's wedding. And Stella is like, you know, I'm okay. She says, don't tell me anything else, but I'm okay. And then Stella tells Lexi that she has to leave or she's not going to make her flight. Stella has a million questions running through her head. Like, did he look happy? Did he think of her? All of the the things that you Mm -hmm. start feeling when your ex moves on, right? Mm -hmm. But she doesn't voice any of those. And Lexi tells her she's so sorry. She's like, this freaky shit always happens and it always happens to you. And Stella's like, it's fine, but I love you, but I gotta go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Stella is, she's just in a daze. She's just kind of going through the motions, checking out of the hotel and getting a car to the airport. She's making her way through security and pep talking herself. You're okay. You're in a good place. You're happy. And then she hears a song on the airport speakers and she's immediately like, motherfucker. (laughs) That that was so relatable. Everybody's like, oh Oh my goodness. Like mom's covering up their kids' ears. Yeah. So we don't know what the song is. It never says, but you know, it's like affecting her. Um, I thought it was Adele. Did you? Oh, was it Adele? I just, I figured it was the first song. And she mentions that like how songs a certain song will take her back to like a direct memory in life yeah and i feel like that's the i mean yeah that makes perfect sense yeah i just couldn't tell because she never said but then one of the main characters is a musician so i didn't know if it was like one of but if you think about the lyrics to someone like you mm-hmm. yeah it's very relatable to this chapter yeah, okay, yeah. let's pretend Our i said nothing and prologue. it's just that song <laughs> pardon me prologue <laughs> not chapter. so <laughs> She looks up and everyone in security is staring at her. And so she just like walks off aimlessly. She's in her own head and she's thinking to herself, this is a direct quote from the book. It was always the music that hurt me most. It did the most damage for every single day of my life. I had a song to coincide with it because music is the heart's greatest librarian. Mm. It's the what's greatest librarian. Mm. I think it's Carol's (sighs) dirty words library. This is a good one. I didn't even get through the <laughs> quote, motherfucker. Oh, I'm, she's still going. Pardon. Cut her off. Pardon. You can start over and not have nope, to drink okay. again if you like. <laughs> a few notes had the ability to transport me back in time and to the most painful places. Take any song from the Rolodex of your life and you can pin it to a memory. It translates, resonates, and there it will remain. And no matter how many of those Rolodex cards you want to rip out and burn like an old phone number to make room for new ones, those songs remain and threaten to repeat. There's so many quotes like that in this book yeah. that are just, you want to take them out and write them on your wall or... I yeah. highlighted them and I was like, mm, I'm going to remember <laughs> this later. Yeah. yeah, especially because we all have that, right? Yeah. That song, that sometimes you can't even go back and listen to it without because you know you'll think of that time period or that person or whatever. Yeah. I remember after a breakup, I had to change my genre my genre <laughs> your genre <laughs> i had to change my music genre for like three months yeah, yeah i had to do that too and i couldn't i could not listen to a certain type of music without yeah. wanting to just break down i feel it that. hurt yep. it hurts so bad uh, why does it hurt so bad <laughs> <laughs> it hurts why does it hurt so bad <laughs> so stella's having a moment because of this song and it's taking her back to a time but we don't know because we're, we're not there yet in the story but she's stomping through the airport in her chuck taylor's this is also one of the things i love about her is she's got chucks in every color 
mm-hmm. and she writes songs, song lyrics on her chucks in Sharpie, which yeah. I thought was really cute. She's thinking to herself, yeah, I can't get on a fucking plane right now. Well, she gets lost in thought and she misses her flight because she's like, yeah. oh, that they're calling my flight right now. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. There's no way I can get up and right, make it. Yeah. But she has that distinct, like, nope, not doing it. Mm-hmm. She looks up and she sees this literal neon sign that's flashing the word drive. So she's like, yep, I'll do that and goes and runs a car. She also believes in signs. Yeah. She also believes mm-hmm. that music gives her signs. And I was like, oh, yeah. I think it does, too. <laughs> I do, too. Anyway, so she doesn't really think it through. She just kind of does it. It's spontaneous. And she knows that this is what she needs to kind of work through whatever she's going through. She's thinking to herself, when it came to the men in my life, my emotions were my kryptonite, and so was my indecision. And this was a Jessica moment for me. (laughs) 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 So she makes the decision to drive back home instead of fly so she can, like I said, work through all her feelings, whatever she's going through now that she knows that her ex is married. So what was going to be a five-hour flight home is now 20 hours of driving. She's kind of mad at herself a little bit because she feels like she shouldn't have this reaction. She says, love doesn't die even when you stop feeding it. There's no expiration date on the ache of missing someone you shared your heart, life, and body with. God, there's just so many good fucking quotes in this book. Yeah. yeah. So, she gets an emotional. <laughs> <laughs> she's maybe. like, I oh, know. Uh, I mean, I have a maybe we shouldn't. Eye. Maybe we <laughs> no, shouldn't let me have drink been drinking wine. wine. Yeah, <laughs> that was probably not a great call. Uh. <laughs> so she gets in the car, puts her address in the GPS, and pulls up her playlist that she made years ago. And we're now setting the stage for the rest of the book and the music that brings her back to the past. Stella knows that she's got to work through everything and she just swallows the lump that she's feeling in her throat and presses play and we shoot back to 2005. Five. Yes. 2005. Chapter one. <laughs> Song. Oh, yeah. Song choice. Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Jealousy. We're with a younger Stella. She is going through a breakup with her boyfriend, Dylan, and she's in the car with her sister, Paige, and her sister's boyfriend, Neil. Neil is quiet and reserved, which is the opposite of her sister, who talks a lot. And there's this funny line where she says, Paige was a talker. In fact, you couldn't shut her up. We had that in common. (laughs) (laughs) And we learn that Stella has just moved in with Paige and her boyfriend to help save her school, which she's starting at the University of Texas in Austin in the fall, and she's getting her degree in journalism. She's in a new city, and she's got no job, no car, no boyfriend. Girlfriend's struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she knows she's got to get it together because she has big plans for her future, and she doesn't want any guy to ruin that. So she's like, we're going to lock it up, Stella. <laughs> we're going to get through this. They're in the car, and they're about to head to this house party And Stella is like, I'm done with musicians, I'm done dating, like, forget men for right now, I gotta focus on my goals and, like, becoming a journalist, because that's where I want to be, whatever. This is kind of where we learn about the sisters. They're both... Uh, They're Mexican-American, so they're Latinas. Yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) yes, they're Mexican-American, they have long, dark hair, olive skin. Paige is, like, thin and preppy. Stella is more curvy, and she dresses in, like, band t-shirts and chucks, and guess what color eyes she has? Is it gray? It's gray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Side note, I read a book. 
I read a book where she had amethyst eyes. And I was like, Megan, I <laughs> amethyst. But to Told be fair, you. she was a fairy. So I feel like that's... I said supernatural. Oh. When we talked about it. Oh. She said supernatural. <laughs> and I said that. <laughs> okay, anyway. Paige is a hard worker. She goes to bed early. She's punctual. Stella is a night owl who loves to spend her time going to shows and is usually late for everything. She's talking to Paige and she tells her she needs a job. And Paige suggests that she work with her at the restaurant <laughs> that she works at. It's just funny when she's like, uh, waitress? Like, yeah, she's I'll like, be- I'd be terrible at that. <laughs> yeah. There's no yeah. way. Yeah, And she is, but it's hilarious. <laughs> so St- Stella tells her, like, no way in hell. She'll just find a job that's close to Paige's, and that way she can just ride with her. And then the passenger door of the backseat opens, and this guy gets in next to her. And Paige is like... Hey, this is Reed. Enter main character number two. Mm-hmm. Reed Crown. Reed Crown. <laughs> Reed Crown. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Reed is tall, broad, shouldered. He's got brown hair that's shoulder length. He's got a Roman nose and a sculpted jaw. He's tan, covered with tattoos, hazel eyes. Mm. Yummy. That are more green than brown. Yeah. Yeah. I just... When they, d- I don't think that Dave Grohl is unattractive. I actually I just never would put. That's not how I would describe him. Yeah. And I think Dave Grohl's personality is amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I love Dave Grohl, but yeah. yeah, they she does like compare him to Dave Grohl, but yeah, in my brain, he's not Dave Grohl. No, yeah. like if he was a musician, I would say Brandon Boyd from Incubus is a really mm-hmm. good fit. Mm-hmm. Like young Brandon Boyd. Yeah. <sighs> I used to think the lead singer from Lit was so hot. Oh, you know Lit went country. <laughs> That's insane Brandon to me. Brandon and I Didn't, went and saw... Uh, Jimmy went, World do too? Or they changed They changed mm-hmm. genres, too. I thought they went a little harder than oh, what they, they were doing. Yeah. But Lit's still him. called Lit? Yeah, we went and saw him with Buck Cherry. <laughs> it's and, no uh, surprise to me. P.O.D., yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... T.O.D., huh? Yeah. Wow. It was a really great concert. And then Lit did their song. And then they, like, and now we're going to sing songs from our new country album. And I was like, okay. I just don't understand how you, like, have all these fans who are, you know, (laughs) with you for a reason. And then you're like, hey, guess what? We're going to drop some country on your ass. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like if you're, see, I'm just like, hey, you can do whatever type of music you want. Because if it's good, it's good. I'm going to listen to it. But it needs to be good. You know? How do you feel about Darius Rucker? (sighs) Who went from, like, Hootie and the Blowfish to, To like... To Wagon Wheel. Yeah. 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 Uh, But Hootie and the Blowfish's song were kind of, like, had a country feel to them anyway. Like, I mean, it was mainstream pop, but... I mean, it's not like they weren't... They were completely different, you know? Than that alt-rock. I don't know, dude. This and is, I thought Darius Rucker was white for the longest time. When well, I heard that's voice. fair. Yeah. Um, but this is an unpopular opinion, but Wagon Wheel, the Darius Rucker version of Wagon Wheel makes me want to put my head into a fucking wall. I can't <laughs> stand it. How do you feel about Darius Rucker? Well, it's because it's so exaggerated. Rock me, mama, like, like a wagon wheel. wheel. Like, no. <laughs> no, I, I hate like, it. I, I hate don't. everything about it. It's like he's, And it's people like, eat that shit up. It's almost like he's making fun of the song because it's so over-exaggerated. That's how I read the song. Ooh, here's a fun trivia for you. Do you know who wrote that song originally? 
I'm going to say Dolly Parton because she writes everything. <laughs> I have no idea. No, I know who it is, but I don't remember. Yeah. Bob Dylan wrote that song. Oh. And uh, Old Crow Medicine, Medicine Show came mm-hmm. in and finished the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's neither here nor there. Okay. She is lost in thought on their ride to this party, and she's thinking about her breakup and everything, and they get to the house, and everyone's on the patio, but she decides to just sit on the couch, and she's just kind of looking around. Mr. Brightside's playing in the background, and she picks up this book about the Foo Fighters, and she's thinking, like, hey, Reed looks like Dave Grohl. He does not. He doesn't. <laughs> not in any of our brains. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you don't know who Dave Grohl is, fucking shame on you, and... <laughs> Do better. You better correct yourself Do right better. now and go listen to some Foo Fighters. <laughs> or Nirvana. Or Nirvana. Whatever. He's in a lot of other bits. He's matter. the front man. Okay. So she's looking at Reed through the patio doors and thinking about how maybe he doesn't really look like Dave Grohl, but is trying to look like Dave Grohl. So she starts laughing at him. And at that exact moment, he looks up and makes eye contact with her. He sees her laughing, so he comes inside and he's like, what are you laughing at? She's like, oh, I'm just reading this book about your twin. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I get that a lot. Uh, I'm also in a band, but I'm not playing right now. And she looks down and sees that his arm's in a cast. He asks her if she's planning on joining them on the patio. And she's like, no. As of today, I'm done with being gender social, especially with the musical kind. (laughs) What does that even mean, gender social? I don't know. I thought I I put the book down and I thought about it. Gender social. Gender social. (laughs) Does she mean being social just because she's a female? Or being social with men specifically. I mean, her sister was out there. So you're uh-huh. you're seeing your sister after a long time. Don't you want to spend time with her? Yeah. That's my your gender. I don't want to be social. Yeah. <laughs> you have a penis. I'm not going to talk to you. So, see, and I took it as, like, she doesn't want to talk to guys because then Reed's like, I'm not hitting on you. <laughs> yeah, I get that point. But what? Yeah, I don't know. Should have said something else. I know. She's like, oh, I didn't think you were. And he's like, oh, you definitely thought I was. But don't worry, little sister, you're safe. So he automatically has categorized her as Paige's little sister. And that's a you don't go there zone. I think Mm -hmm. he did. My thought was that he did it because he was immediately attracted to her. And he was like, this is a no-no zone. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Let me put you in this box. (laughs) He goes back outside and she can see he's talking to Paige. She knows they're talking about her because they're side glancing. Obviously being obvious about it. They're, like, pointing at her. (laughs) I was like, that one, that sister over there. Over there. You know, you get that feeling, like, maybe they're talking about you. But they're probably not. But in this case, Am I being crazy? I'm being crazy. (laughs) You're not. Not in this case. They are talking about you. So, he looks up at her, and she's talking out loud, and she says sarcastically, Well, thank God I'm safe. And he smiles, so she knows he knows exactly what she said. Mm -hmm. We're on to chapter two. And the song choice is Word Up by Cameo. Sing it. I cannot. Can you? Oh, I was thinking of that song. Word Up. <laughs> oh, Word Up. Can you sing it? I don't know the song. Oh, oh well, I can't think of it at the top of my head. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. No, that's what I <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Word up. Yeah. Nailed it. That's going to be our intro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Stella wakes up the next morning to the sound of her parents' voices. When she goes out into the living room, it isn't them, but it's a video that they sent her when she was little, and she's... Just a little nugget banging on pots and pans. Because apparently her parents send her birthday videos. 
mm-hmm. which it's I think really, is real cute yeah. with like a little note or whatever. Paige and Reed are sitting in the living room and they're watching this video. And Paige is telling Reed about how Stella tried all different kinds of instruments growing up, but she was horrible. So she's like, now she's just going to write about music. <laughs> and yeah, she's not very musically inclined. <laughs> yeah, not at all. So Paige goes to take a shower and get ready for work. So it's just her and Reed in the living room. She goes, grabs her clothes because she's like, I'm, I'm out and goes to get ready for work. But she's got her electric blue chucks, her Pulp Fiction t-shirt, <laughs> which I love because yeah. it's got Samuel L. Jackson on it. And she goes and gets ready for her day. She's texting her best friend, Lexi, who's still living in Dallas, but is planning to move to Austin in a few weeks. And then the two of them are going to get an apartment together. She's texting her and telling her that her car broke down and her and Dylan broke up. It's kind of weird because there isn't an actual breakup. They just kind of He ghosted her because he's in a band and she was basically molding her life to him. And she was like, oh, shit. I was his groupie. And that's yeah. why she swore off yeah. musically inclined men. Yeah. Men in general, like, but no guy in band for me. Yeah. No she's done with that noise. Yeah. Yeah. And so Lexi's like in best friend instinct is to call, right? And she's like, don't call me. I'm right next to a guy. Lexi's is he like, hot though? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's he look like? Are we, isn't that <laughs> is all? he single? Tell him <laughs> yeah. I'll be there in a month. <laughs> yeah. Don't we all do that? Yeah. <laughs> Lexi tells her, take a picture. So she does, because she's like, fuck it. And Reed goes, did you just take a picture of me? And she's like, no. <laughs> me? No way, but she, no but, way. She, <laughs> but she texts Lexi, he saw me do it. I hate you. <laughs> and then Lexi goes, fucking hell, he's hot. She tells Lexi she's done with men. And that's when Lexi tells her, like, fine, but I'm coming up this weekend for your birthday and I'll snatch him up. And then Reed's like, did you? just seriously like take a picture of me and send it to who you're texting and she's like yeah you'll thank me later yeah Mm -hmm. he's like i don't need you hooking me up little sister (laughs) i get my own poo nanny (laughs) yeah (laughs) she goes oh well good because i just (laughs) registered you as a sex offender (laughs) and then stella keeps texting lexi and when she looks up reed's looking at her but he doesn't look happy Paige walks in and breaks up this weird tense moment that they're having yeah she does the back and forth like what's going on here yeah i can feel the tension yeah what's happening chapter three feel good ink by the gorillas Mm, love the gorillas yeah it's so hard for me not to sing every song you say i know i started it and then she side-eyed me and then i quickly stopped (laughs) yeah i was like this (laughs) i didn't yeah when i did the killers i was like jealousy you went like this it's because she was in the the mood. She was yeah. like, I'm, I'm here. I yeah. was in the zone, so I was and here. And then Adrian but I was like, and I were not. ready to talk about Poonanny, and then you kept talking, and we're Aww. like, oh, no, we're not talking about the Poonanny. I need a little, like, Because Poonanny, it's Poonanny, yes? Poonanny? You can say it however heard, you want. Yeah, I've heard it's tomato, it's tomato. Yeah, you know? I feel like really? Just, yeah. I've heard them both. Hmm. Let's be like Gala Gala. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Caribbean, Caribbean. It's Poonani to me. Poonani. Poonani is like fancier. It's the fancier booty. Yeah. If you're getting, if you're getting laid, but you're also drinking wine or 
brandy, punani, white wine spritz. If you're drinking a tall boy of Bud Light, it's punani. If you just did a keg stand, it's punani. Okay. (laughs) If you're fighting in the cornfield, it's punani. Got Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Noted. If if there's PBR anywhere in the house, it's punani. (laughs) Got it. No, unless it's like you guys talking about last week. We were like, darling, will you please drive me through the Popeye's drive-thru? <laughs> if you say it with an accent, it's Punani. It's Punani. <laughs> if you just say darling without an accent, it's Punani. I cannot... Darling, I would enjoy some Punani this evening. <laughs> I'll have the steak medium rare and a side of Punani. Thank you. Yeah, good times. All right. <laughs> Chapter three. Cut that, Megan. They're in the car going to work. Stella asks Reed to turn up the song because he's riding shotgun next to Paige. He ignores her and he waits until the song ends to turn up the volume. And then he looks at her in the rearview mirror and smirks. And Stella's like, what a dick. He loves fucking with her. He loves to fuck with her. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I love. I love when dudes are like giving me shit. I, I'm so into it. Makes anyway, you want it more. Totally. Stop it. <laughs> but Stella's not having it. She doesn't like this guy. And then Reed is talking about how they should all go out to the bar that night. And Paige isn't into it because she doesn't want dudes all over her little sister. Reed tells her he'll keep Stella safe. And then Stella's like, my next announcement might have come out something like, I've got condoms. <laughs> Stella asks Paige why she's all of a sudden acting, like, protective and motherly. She tells her it's because, you know, she just went through this breakup. And Stella's pissed because she doesn't want Reed to know these personal details about her life. Like, she doesn't feel like he needs to be, like, privy to this conversation. So... And this is why I wish I had this sister that was closer in age to me. Because they start bickering. Paige is trying to be protective. And Stella's like, I'm a junior in college. I've experimented. That's when she makes the condoms remark. And Paige is like, you just got dumped. And she's like, Reed is right there. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't know from experience because I have brothers, but I feel like the fights with sisters are different. Like fights with brothers are similar. Adrian, we refer to you. They're similar. Like I was about to say, when we read that quote a couple weeks ago about sibling relationships Mm -hmm. and how you never apologize, you just move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel like these sisters do it too. They just call each other names and then they are like, yeah, but I still love them. Like I'm still going to look out for them. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like because girls, we know where to get in and like hit you, right? We know what to say to like piss you off. Me fighting with my brothers, it was like, I would say something and they'd be like, you're a fucking dumbass and like, you know, walk Mm -hmm. off or whatever. But I feel like with girls, it's a constant back and forth. Yeah. Before we canceled, Louis say, Louis say, oh my God. (laughs) Louis. (laughs) Before we canceled, (laughs) Louis CK, he made a comment. He was like, brothers, they'll get you like physically. It's like, it's quick and it's done. Mm -hmm. Girls. They'll fucking attack your soul and your heart, and then they'll say something, and then it's like a week later, and it's still destroying you. <laughs> yes. Like so true. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it has to be true. You have to drink, but um, oh, also, I would say my sister and I have that relationship where I think I'm the super protective one of her. I think I care. But she's more. the older one, right? She's the older okay. one. I think I care usually more about what happens to other people than I do 
about what happens to myself, I guess. Yeah. But she will say some things and then I will sit there and let it like fume and then I'll call her back and be like, why did you say that? What, did you really mean that? She was like, what? No. <laughs> so they are fighting. Stella and Paige are fighting back and forth, throwing barbs at each other and being petty a little bit. And Stella's like, you know what? Forget it. You go out. I'm going to take a key. I'll get a cab home. Goodbye. Yeah, because Stella is, is trying to find a job. They're heading to mm-hmm. the place where... Reed and Paige work. Yes, they work mm-hmm. together. Stella's trying to find a job that's not waitressing, and she wants to take the car, and Paige is like, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> not today. Not Mm-mm. today. They pull up to the restaurant, and Stella's inner monologue is like, we pulled up to the El Plato Cantina. <laughs> The Plate Bar, the dumbest <laughs> damn name for a Tex-Mexican mes- restaurant imaginable. Yeah. Uh, Which is funny because she keeps referencing the Plate Bar like throughout the story. But. Yeah. White so, men yeah, making... Who don't know Spanish. Cultural restaurants. Yeah. yeah. The sisters are yelling back and forth and reads like, okay, I'm going to go. So he goes inside and Stella's like, yeah, bye, asshole. And he just smirks and keeps going. And then when he does, Stella realizes, like, okay, I'm, I need to take it down a notch. I'm being a little bit dramatic. She apologizes to Paige and tells her, and Paige is like, hey, you know, Reed's actually a really good guy. You just have to get to know him. And then they make up, and Stella goes off to look for her job. As she's roaming around Austin, she comes across this city paper called Austin Speak, which is the local paper which is kind of like westward for denver right i would say it's exactly like westward for denver and it's located in this shifty part of austin she walks into the lobby and says to the receptionist i want to work here how do i get a job (laughs) she's like super duper blunt she's like telling her why she's qualified and whatever and the receptionist is like hey you don't have to sell to me i don't pay the bills here and she's like okay so who should i be talking to And the receptionist goes, oh, it's Nate Butler. And here we meet Nate, who is our other lead. He is... Other love interest. Yeah, he ends up being the other love interest. We don't know that yet, but... But don't you want to say Nate Buttkiss just a little bit? (laughs) The receptionist tells her that he's in a meeting, and Stella's like, yeah, sure, he's always in a meeting. That's your job to tell people he's in a meeting. Is he always in a meeting? (laughs) Yeah. So her and the receptionist are bantering back and forth, and... She tells her, look, he's kind of an ass. And uh, Stella goes, well, I got plenty of that. Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) The receptionist is like, I'd hire you. What's your name? She tells her and she goes, oh, is that Spanish? And Stella goes, it's Texican. Texican. (laughs) I love it. So cute. (laughs) So the receptionist calls Nate and he tells her he's busy. So Stella grabs the phone and tells him like, hey, I'm here for my 430 interview. Because she's got this crazy confidence that I love so much because I feel like not a ton of female leads have that kind Mm -hmm. of gumption, that something, that je ne sais quoi. (laughs) He's like, we don't have a 430 interview. Yeah. So (laughs) she's like, you do now. You do now. If you give me five minutes. (laughs) Yeah. So he comes out of his office and he's still holding the phone and he sees her like in the lobby and he's sees her standing there in her like chuck taylor's and her pulp fiction t-shirt and he's like i know full well that you don't have an interview and she's like you've got a sexy voice <laughs> and uh he's like i heard that 
she's like, listen, you're already wasting time. Just give me a few minutes. So he sighs and he's like, oh, fine, come on back to the office. And when she gets close, gets a good look at him, she's like, this is the most beautiful man I've ever seen. Chapter four. Mm-hmm. And it's Numb Encore by Jay-Z and Linkin Park. That was an amazing album collaboration between that the was, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah, I'm into that for mm-hmm. sure. Stella describes Nate as godlike with strawberry blonde hair, bright blue eyes, strong, sleek features. She said there are two words to describe him, and it's dead sexy and intimidating. Oh, God. Mm. I love Nate. <laughs> I love Ray, too, but oh. he's just... Nate is who you want as an adult. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he has that... Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So all you 24 to 34-year-olds that age demographic <laughs> that are the highest count of people who listen to this podcast, Nate Butler. <laughs> He tells her that she's wasting her time because he doesn't have room in the budget to hire her. She's like, no, I want to cover entertainment. It's fine. And he's like, you're too young. You wouldn't even be able to get into any of these clubs. And she's like, please, with a press pass, I'll get in anywhere. Don't worry about me. I've been to plenty of shows, met musicians and celebrities. And he's like, cool, but being a fan doesn't make you a writer. And she goes, I disagree completely. Being a fan is the reason I'm a writer. She's like, look, I need to start somewhere. I can make lists. People love lists. Or I'll do... <laughs> ten reasons why. <laughs> yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Clickbait. She loves yeah. She's like, She's like do I'll clickbait. do a five or a ten column. Something. Yeah. I just love that. <laughs> She's like, you gotta start somewhere. He's like, aiming low, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, because this is his baby. Like, yeah. this is yeah. Nate's... This paper is Nate's baby. Love child. Yeah. She, like, insults him. And then she's like, it's no rolling stone, dude. And he's just like... Yeah. What the hell? What the? Do you want this job? Yeah, do you want this job? This is an interview, technically. <laughs> yeah, so he tells her he still can't he still can't do it. And she's like, listen, I'll get the ads to pay my salary. Literally, you don't have to do anything. I'll do all the work. He's like, yep, yeah, sorry, can't do it. Your time's up. She goes, well, at least I have my first rejection story. And he's like, I hope it was memorable. And she's like, eh, it could have been better. <laughs> and he goes, oh, sorry to disappoint you. So she's super upset about it, and Nate tells her that she really does have something and not to lose her confidence. Chapter five. Yep. Bittersweet Symphony by The Verb. <sighs> Love the song. I do too. I think of Cruel <sighs> so Intentions <good. gasps> every time. Every time. Yeah. And case in point, how one song will be like, oh. Yeah. I remember being in, like, what, middle school? Oh, yeah, baby. I was in Greg Hinkle's Upstairs. <laughs> Mr. Kinkle, I remember. Yeah, and we were watching that movie with like a bunch were, of high school kids. Oh, like, like of, they rolled in the TV. And no, I played. said Greg Hinkle, not Mr. Hinkle. <laughs> you said that he was a guy I went to school with. Oh. I just remember watching that movie said at his house right, for the I first time. <laughs> they rolled it in. I God, fuck, I remember those days. I was yeah. trying not to cry. <laughs> movie at day. the end. I was like, it's not cool to cry, Adrian. Don't cry in front of high school. Yeah, kids. I, didn't, I didn't cry <laughs> over that. I cry over everything. I did not cry over that movie, but I. I do remember listening to it with my CD player that clipped in your thing and slow walking down the street like I was in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, that movie definitely has some good like soundtrack to the scenes because that part where he's coming up the escalator in his blue shirt and Mm -hmm. um, 
uh, Counting Crows comes on. <gasps> I am coming. Some movies on. just have the best soundtracks. soundtracks. Totally. Uh, if you can make a soundtrack to your life, what songs would be on it? Food for Thought. I think we'd be here all day. I know. I feel like <laughs> I, and we'd I cry and drink wine. <laughs> I think it we'll would, save that for the support group. <laughs> here's what I think. I think that'd be a fun like friends gift to give each other. Like <gasps> I love that idea. Or you make your own soundtrack. Either I, or. No, I like gifting it. I think that's like way more special. Mm-hmm. Stella's bummed. She's been walking around Sixth Street for hours, so she's like, "I'm gonna buy myself a beer." She orders one from the bar, and then she hears a voice behind her say, this one's on me. And it's Nate Butler. Mm. Yeah. Because she goes around town applying to all the jobs, and she circles back to the bar that's closest to the paper. It's an actual coincidental meeting. Right, yeah. That's, you know, it's not that big. That town's not that big. It's Nate, and she's like, of course, the guy who crushes my hopes is the one who's buying me my conciliatory beer. But... Um, a part of her is excited because he's beautiful and she's interested. He sits down next to her and he's like, no luck anywhere else. And she's like, oh yeah, um, I can bust tables if I so desire. Pure progress. <laughs> <laughs> and he asks her what she's doing there and she tells him that she's waiting on her sister to get off work. And she's like, oh, she works a few blocks away at the plate bar. El Plato Cantina. <laughs> She asks him how he got to be where he is. He's only 26. And he's like, oh, well, it's my paper. She's like, cool. Well, I wish you luck. Your talent is about to walk out the door. But he grabs her by the wrist and stops her, telling her that he'll make her a deal. If she keeps writing as if he did hire her, in six months, he'll read through her stuff. And if he likes it, he'll buy a few columns and do a test run. The whole her writing thing throughout this book, it's a theme. He offers to give her a ride to the restaurant, and she accepts. And while they're in the car, she has trouble keeping her eyes off him because he's so good looking. And, and he's charismatic, and he's, like, flirting, mm-hmm. and the banter he's is nice. He's a good flirt. He's that flirt that you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. I am down. He's doing it in a way that's not... He's, like, being upfront and honest with her, which I fucking love. Yeah. Like, don't flirt and then retreat and then... But he's also confident without being cocky, which... Yeah. Ooh, so hot. He's like, I, don't, I can't hire you because I can't afford you, but I do want to take you for a drink. Totally. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're only about to be 20, but I still want to do Yeah. That asking her like where is she gonna go after she graduates and she's like everywhere but i have a few places in mind and they're just kind of like talking the car ride only lasts about four minutes and she goes to turn to say thank you for the ride and he goes i want to take you out back at the bar i was going to ask but one you're too fucking young for me and two i didn't want you to think i was making that deal to get in your pants and she's like what changed he's like nothing <laughs> and she goes <laughs> oh. i she goes, I just broke off with my boyfriend. And he's like, is that a no? And she's like, no. She doesn't care that they broke up. He leans over and their eyes lock. And he's like, just to let you know, I fucking love that t-shirt. She's like, I knew you did. And he asks if he can call her tomorrow. And she goes, sorry, I'm not dating, but I'll see you in six months. Thanks for the ride, Nate. And gets out. 
as she's getting out of the car, Paige and Reed are walking up and they're like, who, what's going on? Who's this guy? <laughs> Whose car is she in? So they're like peering into the car. Her sister is like straight up glaring. And she gets out and she's like, hey, don't look at me like that. I told you I had condoms. <laughs> oh, Nate. I just, I love I, know. I love his talk so much. I know. <laughs> We're on chapter six. The song of the chapter is Given to Fly by Pearl Jam. So. I don't think I know it that It sounds one. like a Pearl Jam song. <laughs> so she's grocery shopping with Paige and Reed. She's telling her sister about this nightmare that she had because in their mom's culture, if you have a nightmare, you have to tell someone about it the next day in its entirety, and the person has to pay attention to you. Her culture is very, very superstitious. Mm -hmm. And Paige is kind of like, whatever about it, and just don't worry. It's all like childish things. And she's like, no, no, no. I have to finish telling you this story. And Reed is so amused by it. Yeah. Uh, this is where we learn, too, that Reed doesn't have a car either. And we find out that he's gotten in some sort of car accident. And that's the reason why he has this broken arm. And as they're going through the grocery store, they start noticing that Reed's only picking up ramen noodles and things that cost less than a dollar. When Paige sees this, she's like, hey, come to dinner with us. Stella's thinking, oh, that's our mom for sure. Like, that's our, our mother in her because... She says that food is how we show affection, which I just love. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. that. Very whole, true. Yeah. yeah. And then Reed's like, Stella, you don't really believe that if you don't confess your nightmares, they're going to come true, right? And she's like, yeah, <laughs> I do. And I'm trying to tell you about mine. So shut up. <laughs> and Reed's like, yeah, I'm not going to be here for this. So he goes off on his own. Stella's asking Paige, is there more going on between you and Reed? She's like, don't even go there. Nothing's happening. Like, plus I really like his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend or whatever they have going on right now. And Paige asks Stella what's the deal with her and Reed because they're avoiding each other like the plague and they really don't get along. And Stella's like, I don't know. I don't like him. He's rude. He's presumptuous. As she's saying this, he comes up behind her and he's like, well, I could say the same about you. She's like, what do you presume to know about me? And he just kind of ignores her and walks off. So Paige is like, well, I guess the feeling's mutual. Then Stella is like, hey, here's some money, like trying to give Paige money for the groceries. And she's like, listen, you keep it. I know how hard you've been looking for jobs. Stella tells her, oh, I've got one. I got one at the restaurant that you work at. Is that okay? And Paige is like, yeah, that's cool, but be nice to read because he's going through a lot right now. And then Stella's like, yeah, yeah, cool. And then she's like, but about this dream that I have, I have to finish telling <laughs> I, you about I, my dream. I do have to finish this dream now. <laughs> the spider talked to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then the tarantula spoke. Yeah, yeah, it was a tarantula and it spoke. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my gosh. They get back to the apartment and Paige helps Reed take his groceries up and he has her set them outside of the apartment and she gets back to the car and tells Stella that she feels really bad for him and she thinks his ex like left him high and dry. And Stella's watching and Reed's taking all the bags from outside of the apartment in. Chapter 7. Title. I Want You by Kings of Leon. Later that night, Stella is taking Reed a plate from the dinner they had because he didn't show up and Paige insinuated that it was because of Stella and how she's acting. 
it's Texas, so it's crazy hot outside. Yeah, and she made a soup dish. I know. I'm like, hot soup <laughs> on a hot day? Yeah, and Stella's like, I don't care how hot it is, but I'm like, but I would <laughs> yeah. in Texas? Ooh. I would. Mm-mm. It's that Hell dry my. heat. Or is it humid? Though? No, it's humid. In, usually. in Austin, it's, well. Usually, it was, it's not, it's not Colorado. It's not Colorado dry. But it's not oh, like yeah. Houston. It's not Florida it's not humid. Hu- yeah, it's not humid. It's like a... Uh, Florida humid. It's a little bit of both, I feel. But anyway, it's, it's fucking hot. It's fucking hot. So... <laughs> Back to it. It's just hot. It's, <laughs> so Stella's taking this plate and she's sweaty and thirsty by the time she gets over there. And she's knocking on his door and he answers wearing nothing but a towel. She just kind of barges into his place and she notices that there's nothing it is sparse there's no almost no furniture nothing going on he gets mad and he's like i didn't say you could come in and she says well it was either you drop that towel and take this plate and i see you naked or and then he immediately like drops the towel and she notices he's got boxers on boxer briefs which is our favorite yes does Jarrett wear boxer (laughs) briefs or does he wear boxers or briefs what does he wear uh or tiny whiteies Nope, it's been boxer briefs lately. It was boxers for mm-hmm. a long time, mm-hmm. but I think he needs the support. <laughs> so hold the boys he needs up. something to hold. The <laughs> she's checking him out, and she's dying of thirst because it's Texas. So she goes to look for a glass to get some water, and she's like, "Hey, I'm just gonna grab this glass of water, and I'll be on my way." He's annoyed, so he just goes and takes a shower and then she starts looking around his apartment and she notices areas where it's clear that he can't do all the things that he normally would do because of his broken arm or whatever and she sees this bag of trash that it looks like he got frustrated with and there's just trash on Mm -hmm. the floor and she also sees that there's an eviction notice because he's got a 75 dollar late fee and she takes pity on him a little bit because she starts cleaning up his apartment. She cleans up his kitchen, takes out his trash. She's, like, using Clorox wipes on her feet to, like, mop his floor. And he comes out of the bathroom and he's like, what the hell are you doing? And she notices that his hair is kind of, like, matted on his head. So she goes into the bathroom, grabs his shampoo, and brings it into the kitchen. She's like, "Come, come on. And he's like shaking his head and she's like let's just call a five minute truce okay and so he gives in and lets her wash his hair in the sink and while she's doing that he kind of looks up at her and he's all vulnerable and he's got like a look of shame he doesn't like being dependent on anyone Mm -hmm. relying on someone else but also i feel like he could have washed his hair one hand definitely we can do a lot of things Mom life, I do everything one-handed. Exactly, exactly. So you could probably watch. It's a your little hair. convenient for this story. It does. It does fit the story, and you know, it gives them another moment. But it wasn't like a hard line. Yeah, she finishes up, and he tells her thank you, and she looks at him, and she goes, "Your secrets are safe with me," because obviously he doesn't want anyone to know the situation that he's in. Yeah, and so he just kind of nods at her, and she walks out. And then, but she also sees that picture of his ex-girlfriend. Oh, him and his ex. Next to yeah. his mattress. His, yeah. His top mattress that's on the floor. There's like a folding chair 
and then that's it for his furniture and then his kitchen is a disarray which i know we talked about how i felt like i related to this book but have you guys ever done this for like another person D- done what cleaned like clean for oh, like fuck yeah or um <laughs> like if yeah. they were going through a tough time for sure or just in general oh, just in OCD. general like, yeah <laughs> or like bought groceries for i remember in high school i bought three of my guy friends because i hung out with older guys they moved into a house and i bought groceries for them all now that i think about it i'm like oh i'm a pathetic pathetic person i wasn't trying to get with any of them but they needed help i don't know if they needed help i just took it upon myself to do it because i thought i was being like a nice person I think that's just you. That's just you. You're it's probably just heart. dudes, too, because I yeah. feel like if you go to a... They're like, I've got some cereal I remember here. I just yeah. bought them a giant log of ground beef, like this big. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the log Single dude beef. fridges. Yeah. Some sort of case of beer. Maybe, like, a thing of lime juice. There's, like, one bottle of water. Maybe <laughs> a hot dog here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> American yeah. cheese. Like, yeah, there's always American cheese. There's always, like, a thing of jelly. She I've has definitely that done instinct, it. though. Just yeah. that maternal kind of, mm-hmm. like, take care of you instinct. Yeah. Two days later, it's Stella's birthday, and she's hanging out at the apartment when there's a knock at the door. It's Reed, and he's pissed. So he just hands her some money and tells her she needs to get her own life. Stella goes, okay, uh, truce is over. She slams the door looks at the clock and she notices she slept until noon she hears another knock on the door and it's lexi i had to read that seven times almost before i realized that she had she left, paid his rent she left money in his apartment to pay his rent yeah to pay his eviction but they didn't explain that and i, I was don't like, why is he giving her money yeah i don't think i don't mm. think they explained that either but i but then i read I, it i did have to reread that yeah yeah several times and i was like oh she was giving him money there's a lot of similarities between you and her lexi's here and stella's like finally i have to get out of this house she's like let me just take a quick shower and then she's in the shower and she hears a rumbling sound and lexi goes um did you know your sister has a huge vibrator in her panty drawer (laughs) and she's like laughing and she's like that's the first time i've laughed all day happy birthday to me friendship my sister has a vibrator Chapter 8, and the song choice is We Are Young by Fun. I remember when this song came out. I do too. Me too. And I remember thinking, I am young. And every drunk person at every bar sings this karaoke song, and it's like, da Stella wakes up the next morning, her head's pounding. She opens her eyes and she sees Reed. He's sitting in the recliner. Lexi's laid out on the floor. And she's like, what, uh, (laughs) what's going on? (laughs) Her skirt is like up her ass. Yeah. As soon as she goes to ask Reed what happened, she's hit with these flashbacks of the night before. And Stella and Lexi are out on the town. They're getting drunk at the bar and they meet this cute blonde guy and he starts buying them drinks. They're like, cool thanks but they kind of give him the brush off they go to leave the bar and he's like hey i'm playing at this place called emos later y'all should come by he's like i'm ben nice to meet you lexi immediately is like i'm not interested thanks 
He's like, she's feisty. She's real feisty. I love mm-hmm. Lexi. She's a feisty, feisty girl. Yeah. <laughs> Ben's like, you're kind of scary, but the offer still stands. <laughs> so here's two tickets if you want to come by later. So the two, the two of them, Stella and Lexi, go off. They go bar hopping for the rest of the night. By the end of the night, they're schmammered. And Stella's like, should we go home? And Lexi's like, no, I got these tickets. Let's go see this band. Free's free. Let's yeah. <laughs> so they take a cab to this bar, and they see on the marquee that there's two bands playing, Dead Sergeants and this band, Billow. They're standing there talking, and they hear a Modest Mouse cover song. And they're like, fuck yeah, that's my song. So they go <laughs> running into the bar, and they see Ben is the lead singer of this band. I love how they took bets. They're like, hey, let's go to this free concert with this guy. I bet you it's Billow. Yeah. They're like, I bet you it's Billow and not Dead Sergeants because he's probably the opener or whatever. Mm -hmm. So just competitive friendship. (laughs) Hashtag competitive (laughs) friendship. Hashtag us? I don't know. I know. It's totally totally (laughs) us. Lexi's drooling over the lead singer because now she's like, oh, I totally like blew this guy off, but he's super hot. Do you think he'll still have me? (laughs) Right. She's like, ooh, kind of fucked up. So they're like, we definitely need to drink more. So they decide to find someone to buy them drinks. They're making their way to the bar and Stella trips and goes barreling into somebody. She's like, sorry, dude. And like keeps going. I thought that was going to go somewhere. I thought it was going to be him. Nate? Yeah. No, I thought it was going to be Reed. Which it probably was, right? No, because he read. Oh, I guess it yeah. could have been read because yeah. he's not playing. Because she at the sees time. neon, so I assume that was his cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Doesn't um, go anywhere, though. She's like, sorry, dude. Yeah. She's yelling at Lexi to slow down. And then Usher's, yeah, pl- starts playing in the background. And here is her inner monologue. She goes, In the year 2005. <laughs> It seemed like a rule among the masses, myself included. When Yeah was played, wherever it was played, the protocol was to lose your fucking mind. So they're like, "Hey, that's my song." They go like out on the dance floor. That was not my. That was not my anthem. Mine was. I was like, okay, what song? Because I thought about this. I was like, okay, Yeah is good, but what song do you really lose your shit over? And for me, it was like to the window. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was another. That was the one that people lost their shit or over. like same energy shaking, like though. A soul yeah. The what? Shaking like yeah. A yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same vibes for all of them. For sure, much, though. Absolutely. Yeah. But it made. But here's was here's what I love. When you about, heard that, burr, 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 everybody's like. <laughs> but that's what i love because it the author kate stewart when when she's writing about this character lexi it's not lexi i'm sorry writing about this character stella she's really good about invoking that feeling yeah feeling and that memory like hey you heard this song and this is what it made you do and that is relatable to just about anyone except for the psychopaths who don't listen to music crazy can't even talk to you <laughs> can't even talk to you i requested whitney houston every time i went to the bars <laughs> which song i want to dance with somebody um, Come on, that's the, only, the only one because every time i'm like Woo! in the beginning like yep that's me 
if it this book made you makes you reminisce totally. a lot and totally. it's and tough, what i like about but also it, great what i like about that though is that a lot of these with a lot of romance novels it's very a lot of it's very surface level yes. and you don't feel any feelings other than like hey it's getting hot it's getting steamy like i i'm kind of into this but this is like no i feel this like deep in my soul kind of thing yeah you know? because it's like oh this because we talk about these books that we've read and it's like oh the sex we're all about the sex scenes mm -hmm. and plot holes yeah. and stuff but this book it's like how did that make us feel <laughs> yeah. this is the therapy yeah. Yeah. how did this chapter make you feel we're having a, a music therapy session right now <laughs> yeah. exactly join us won't you <laughs> so the last thing that stella remembers is her and lexi on the dance floor dancing to usher and she knows somehow that reed has helped them he's the reason that they got home safe because mm -hmm. she's like there's no way now we did that on our own yeah he's he he's there at like 4 a.m in the morning yeah, she like wakes up she's like yeah. what happened and he's like take care of your fucking self and the leaves yeah so she asks him not to tell Paige, and he goes your secrets are safe with me uh, full circle yeah so he tells her happy birthday and she's like what no lecture for little sister he goes there's nothing i can tell you that you don't already know i'm not mad i'm just disappointed <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly then he kind of leaves without another word chapter nine and this one is 21 questions i love by this song i do can too. you you guys should sing it i've had 21 questions and they all about us my favorite part is, I love you like a fat kid love cake. Okay. And do you wait? Stella's at work. She's doing side work with Reed. And you get the feeling from their conversation that he's like super bitter toward life and his situation because she's really positive and she always kind of finds the silver lining. Mm -hmm. But he finishes up and he's telling Paige he's going to go meet the guys. And Paige goes, hey, you should take Stella. She would love it. And he's like, ah, maybe another time. And Stella goes, what would I love? Paige is like, oh, he's going to meet with his band, the Dead Sergeants. He's the drummer. <gasps> whoa, whoa, whoa. She like, she's <laughs> Channel like, Adrian. <laughs> yeah. She's like that cartoon where you just see like a smoke path. Because like yeah. she, she gone. She like took off after him. <laughs> she finally catches up to him. And she's begging him to take her to band practice with him. Because she feels it. She's like, this band... Because Dead Sergeants were good, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when they went to the concert, she was like, I don't remember much, but I do remember mm -hmm. that they were good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this band has it. Has it, yeah. It's missing mm -hmm. something. I don't know what. But they're on the right track. Right. Little does she know that, yeah. that he's so, in it. With the two of them right now, you get the vibes of older brother, little sister. He's constantly like, go, go away. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. he's refusing to let her come along and they're walking together and we learned through their conversation that Ben and Reed started this band together and he tells Stella about his old band. He left because there was just something not vibing, but the lead singer of his old band was his ex-girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Stella asks if he misses her and he's like, you know, you should probably ease into these personal questions if this is what you want to do for a living. And she's like, uh, it's not technically an interview, what we're doing here. And he goes, 
No, it's the Latina Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> because because he he made the mistake before of calling her Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And, and she's, she's like, like uh-uh. uh-uh. I was raised in America. He I- calls her Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. And then she schools him. Yeah. Right. She's like, like, no, no, no. I'm a Latina. Yeah. Uh-huh. Latina. I'm an Mexican-American. That's my heritage. But I was born and raised here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's, like, asking him questions the whole way there. And this is also where we learn that both of his parents are alcoholics. And he, because he's very closed off, does not want to go into detail. So they get to this practice spot, and he tells her, you cannot talk. The minute we walk in the door, you stop talking. And she's like, yeah, 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 totally. So they get in there, and of course, she does not stay silent. (laughs) She goes in and she says hi to Ben and then Reed's trying to figure out how they know each other. So she explains that they met before and he's the one that invited them to the show. So they're like shooting the shit with the band and Reed kind of takes a seat and you can tell he misses being behind the drum set. So Oh, because he's, he's the drummer. We didn't say he, that yet. He's, yeah, the, he's drummer. the drummer. Mm-hmm. Stella takes a seat and she's sitting next to Ben and... As she's talking to him, she's just thinking to herself, Lexi's going to fall for this guy. Because Ben is asking about her. He's like, hey, uh-huh. where's your friend? How's yeah. it going? And at first she's like, mm-mm, buddy, you're not getting her number. You're that guy. I'm not I'm yeah. not hooking my friend up with you. You're just another guy <laughs> with another notch in his belt. And he's like, no, I really like her. And then he tells her, he's like, the girl with the blah, blah, and he goes and reiterates everything that she was wearing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, fuck, give me your give phone. Give me your phone. <laughs> yeah. She gives him the number. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. That's a good friend moment. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. But Ben is also kind of warning her away from Reed. And she's like, don't worry about it. I'm not interested in him that way. It's not like that. Uh-huh. But while she's listening to them practice, because this band is blowing her mind, the dude on the guitar is killing it. And she's mm-hmm. like, Wow. This is where she mentions they're really, really good. Something's missing, and it's and it's Reed. Yeah. They need that extra element of the drums. So, Reed catches her staring, and she smiles at him because she's like, this is incredible. And for the first time, he gives her, like, a genuine smile back because he's in his element. Music is what he is meant to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. So... <laughs> Now, we are at a pause on the playlist because we're cutting back to present day. Stella is at a gas station, and she's going to, like, use the restroom, grab some snacks. She gets a text message, and at this point, we don't know who these texts are from because she's texting this person back and forth. Yeah. And he, this person goes, I'm so fucking proud of you. Hurry up. I can't believe you didn't tell me. See you in a few. We know whoever she's talking to is a guy because she's like, I miss my plane, but I'm driving back home. And he texts her and tells her to call him, but she's like, listen, I need the drive. Like, I need this moment. Just let me have this. Yeah. And he texts her back with, be careful. I love you. And she goes, I love you too. Don't worry. And she feels so guilty, but we don't, we still at this point don't know if the author is setting this up for like, you know, it's one of the two guys, but you don't know who it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. The and, fact that she doesn't specify, you're like something. Yeah, and this is why the whole time I was like, Jessica, don't, don't cheat, don't skip to the end. <laughs> Not that you are a skipper, yeah. just that it's you're like, who is it? Who does she pick? 
Do you want to hear something super stupid that I did? What? Did you peek? (gasps) No, I didn't peek. No, I kept trying to hit the play button on the book. (laughs) (laughs) When I downloaded it on Kindle, I thought it was... I was like, did I download the audio version? So I kept trying to hit the play button. Well, (laughs) no, I get it. It makes sense because you can click on the links of the chapters and get to the song on Spotify. But so there's a cute little graphic. That's a play button. That's what Adrian was hitting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have some really good artwork on the front cover. (laughs) (laughs) It looks very real. It's super realistic. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) No, there is... Yeah. Did you not feel those feelings of like who the fuck though? Who did she pick? Well, I can't I handle it. Immediately, I immediately tried to like figure it out, and I decide I tried to decipher like, okay, who's most likely to be upfront and say, "Where are you? What's going on?" <laughs> yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. And I kept going back between the two male love interests. But I thought there might be a wrench in it too, and she had to get over both of them so yeah you're yeah you're like up in the air the whole time yeah it's like making you kind of sick to your stomach there was a part where i was like she doesn't end up with either one yeah. of them yeah yeah it's it's an emotional roller coaster <laughs> so so she gets back on the road starts her playlist again and here we go back to the past chapter song? 11 is never say never by the fray the fray do you not like the fray <laughs> <laughs> Be him a baby. Okay, That's I have a question. I have a question. Do you like a band based on... Is it more about the lyrics or the melody for you? Ooh. Ooh. I say it depends on the song. Well, then I it, really, but then it's like, the, is it the lyrics I mean, or the melody? But there are certain lyrics that you hear and you're like, oh my god. But then there are certain melodies you hear that I feel are like that. I'm it's lyrics. lyrics. It yeah. is a hundred and thousand percent lyrics. There are some lyrics where you're just like, fuck, that's brilliant. And sometimes you don't even know how good the lyrics are because people get distracted by the, melody. the music of it. Here's I think one of the biggest injustices we do as like people who are like, I hate this type of genre. They're like, I don't like the melody of a music, so I won't listen to the song, but they're missing out on pure gold lyrics. But classical music, for instance, mm-hmm. is something that makes you feel a certain feel way. Feelings. And that and, does yeah. not And that have, can absolutely totally that. invoke certain yeah. emotions for sure. But for me to feel like connection 100,010%, it's if the lyrics get me, because it's basically a poem set to music, right? Right. Yeah, but I think classical is what I think of when I think about instrumentals because I think that that gets me. I was brought up on classical music too, so I feel like it tells a story even though you can't hear it. For sure. Mm -hmm. But that's that's why music in general is just awesome because sometimes classical is what resonates with you. Mm -hmm. Like you're in a zone where that's what you need to hear. Other times, you're like, this lyricist, like, what they put together speaks to me directly. That hit me right in my soul. Mm-hmm. Right in the gut. I know exactly what they were feeling you say in that right moment. In, right in the heart? No, I wouldn't. But you did. <laughs> Damn it, I wouldn't. <laughs> but you're right. It's like two sides of the same coin. And when they come together and they form that perfect union... How can you not just feel it everywhere in your body? Ooh, can can y'all tell me one song that just every time you hear it, it's like a dagger yeah. to your 
Well, Carotid. I can tell you what it used to be. It changes with my age. But Epiphany by Stained used to get um, me. <laughs> I don't want to get the li- the title wrong. The w- the buildup of the song. It's the lyrics. It's everything. My soul explodes. It is to build a home by the cinematic orchestra. Hmm. Hmm. Are they rock? No. Oh. Do you know which song? If I try to sing it, I don't know why. Like, I am not an emotional person, but The House That Built Me by Miranda Miranda Lambert. Lambert. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. I cannot sing that song, and my voice cracks. I'm like, (laughs) I feel like I'm about to start crying. I'm like, why? (laughs) So, mine is this song called Bloodstream by a band called Stateless. And if you have not heard that song, I'm not going to play it now, but... (laughs) When you're on your own and you're feeling your feelings, listen to that song. Stateless. The lyrics I've heard of Stateless. That song's lyrics will hit you right in your fucking gut. In your, your heart? No. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> right in your gut. That's right here. I know. <laughs> Where Suckers. the H word usually yeah. is. She, but she's pointing. She goes right in your gut. And I'm like, that's your heart. because yeah, that's what I mean, but I'm not going to say it. Oh, listen to that song. Ooh. Oh, yeah. cool. It's chapter 11. Here we are, back at the story. <laughs> Stella is taking Reed breakfast one morning, and he opens the door in his boxers. She's like, fuck me, right when he opens the door, because now she's looking at him differently. There is an attraction there, and she is feeling it. Now that he's in a band. She's telling herself, no. <laughs> I said no more band, guys, but... Now that I've seen that you went to band practice, didn't actually play... But went to band practice, I see you in a different light. It's totally a different situation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So she's telling herself, like, no, Stella, no. (laughs) You cannot do this. And he tells her, you gotta go. I'm not alone. She's like, listen, I need you to take me around. I need you to introduce me to industry people. Because I'm trying to land this job. He's like, look, it's not cute. You gotta leave. I have someone here and I don't want her to see you. And she tells him, listen, just agree and I'll go. And she turns around to (laughs) head toward the door and she sees his ex sitting there. But she notices that the ex has a scar on her forehead. A fresh scar. Yeah. So she puts it together that the two of them were in an accident. Mm -hmm. The girl introduces herself as Leah, his ex. And Stella gets this pang of jealousy. She does not want this girl anywhere near Reed. But she doesn't want to look too closely at why she's feeling this way. So she starts making small talk with Leah. And that's when she's figuring out their situation, their backstory. Mm -hmm. But Leah, while they're talking, must notice something between Stella and Reed. Because all of a sudden she's like, "Mm, I'm going to go. And heads to the bedroom. To get her stuff together. Yeah, she picks up on the tension between the two. And she was the girl that was there at his apartment. She was the one that had just slept with Reed. And she feel, picks up on that tension. And then she decides to leave. Yeah. Which goes to show how strong the immediate connection between Reed and Stella is. Yeah, uh. but, but she picks it up off of kind of nothing. Like, they haven't had any moment at this point. But she sees the way that Reed looks at Stella, and I think that's what 
is her kicker to be mm-hmm. like, I, okay, I can't. I'm not going to deal with this. Yeah. So Leah and Reed are in the bedroom and Stella is out in the living room and she can hear her screaming at him asking, if there's something going on with you and Paige's sister, why did you fuck me last night? What is happening? Yeah. And she also mentions, I can tell what's going on. You fucked me like you hated me. So Stella's in there. She's like creeping closer because she wants to know what's going on. She but she's to, also like, I should leave. I, I should, should yeah. but I'm going to keep go. moving toward the door. This is weird. I shouldn't be here. But this conversation's like, pretty good. <laughs> she also starts walking towards like the front door at one point. She's like, I should go. This is weird. And she walks like really slow, <laughs> yeah. trying to pick up on the conversation because yeah. she knows it's about her, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So <laughs> she hears Leah say, what am I, a booty call? And she's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna head toward the door. I should probably leave. I shouldn't be here for this. So she's like at the door ready to leave and she hears Leah go, oh, I'm done. I'm completely done with you. Mm-hmm. And Stella is like, God, I hope that's true. And she hears them come out of the room. So she's like, bail, bail, bail and runs. <laughs> Dive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Runs out the door. She goes and hides at the bottom of the stairs around the building because she still is going to creep in on their conversation. <laughs> she's got like a cup. <laughs> she's like, maybe I so, can hear something from the outside. Yeah. <laughs> so Leah tells Reed, they can't do this back and forth anymore. They have to end things now. He whispers something in her ear. We don't know what it is. but And you we can never t- find out. We never find out. But you can tell she is visibly upset about it. And the perspective thing is kind of nice. It's a kind of cool perspective where we don't know all the things. We don't find out all the information because it's more realistic. Yeah. It, it adds a realistic, a realistic element yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. but And then here's my problem with it, though, is because throughout the book, this their relationship between Reed and Leah, for me, was a question that was never answered. And it truly bothered me. And we'll find out later mm-hmm. what, what the cause of their split was and what happened. But I needed to know the <laughs> motives know. behind it to, like, justify the actions, you know? And we don't get mm-hmm. that. So I get the realistic element. But that's one of those things where it's like, no, you want to know. Yeah. You want to know what happened. Yeah. And maybe getting some pieces, key pieces, but things like this where like, you'll never know what he whispered to her, whatever, you know, like it's too, that's... it's too real. <laughs> it's too, this whole book is too real. I can't, I can't so, handle. so she turns around, Leah turns around, gets in her car and drives off as a result of whatever was said between them. Yeah, she's like, I'm done. We're over. Yeah, but she, yeah. like, gives them a big Oh, uh, yeah, they do hug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, I can't believe this is it. Yeah, mm. they have their goodbye moment. Yeah. yeah, it's like off and on is off permanently. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Stella watches as Reed just walks back to his apartment. Mm-hmm. Chapter 12, and the song is Ready or Not by the Fugees, and I love that song. Sing it. Ready or not, here, here I come. come. You can hide. I'm gonna find you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, this is where the ex Dylan comes back into play. So, he is texting her, like, hey, like nothing had ever happened. He hasn't been ghosting her. Yeah. 
So she gets all dolled up and she's like, she's I'm like, going to show yeah. him what he's missing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. My little LBD. Yeah, she gets in her cute little black dress. She does her hair, does all the things. Because normally she's like tomboy, right? Panties, mm-hmm. yeah. So she's doing it up and she's like, I'm going to show him where he fucked up. And she talks to Neil, who's also a really great guy, the boyfriend of her sister. Mm-hmm. He's like, here, take my car. Have a good night. You do what you gotta do, girl. Yeah. So, you done fucked up, did day long. Did day long. So she's walking out the door, and she passes Reed on the way, and he's like, jaw drop. He's like, what, where are you going? What you doing? <laughs> and that little number. Why do you look like that? <laughs> did we mention that they live in the same apartment complex? I can't remember. We did? Okay. Uh-huh. I don't know if we did, but they do. Yeah. Well, we talked about how they walked from her place to her, her place. Yes, but they, yeah. they live, like, across a little grassy yeah. field. It's, they say it's, like, a, a pretty big apartment complex, but walkable. So... Reed sees her. She explains her plan and how she's going to show Dylan what he missed out on. And Reed's like, cool, I'm actually going downtown too. Can you give me a ride? She's like, yeah, totally. On the way, they go and he is actually sending money to his parents. Mm -hmm. And this is where we learn a little bit more about him because the reason that he is living in squalor is because... His parents are alcoholics. They can't be adults and take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. So he has been sending all of his money to his dad because his dad needs insulin. Yeah. Because he's diabetic. And he's like, listen, it's literally a life or death. I'm going to do what I have to do. And they like kind of get into a fight about it because she's like, "They're, they're adults. You're here scraping by. You're about to be homeless. Mm -hmm. And you're sending your parents all of your money why yeah and so they get into it and he is pissed because he's like hey i don't have a choice these are my parents Mm -hmm. and she goes up to him and she just kind of wraps her arms around him and gives him a hug and he's like what (laughs) what is this what are you you doing (laughs) she's like i'm I'm hugging you (laughs) like an eight (laughs) yeah she's like i'm sorry i'm really really sorry and then he's like god you're insane (laughs) and he's like it's okay Stella this is just the way it is this is my life and she goes your life sucks so their faces are close close Mm -hmm. and they're having that moment where it's like god we want to kiss each other but I can't they can't (laughs) yeah yeah where they're inhaling each other's breaths Mm -hmm. and he even says it's not a good idea you know that right this won't make you feel any better because she's gonna go do this yeah he calls her a grenade yeah he's like you you are about you could explode like everything that i'm feeling right yeah you're a ticking time bomb my friend so they continue on to the bar and she's like um are you coming like is this are we gonna do this and he's like to watch this train wreck I would not miss it. <laughs> Let's Front go. Row seats. <laughs> so as they're walking up to this venue or whatever, she starts getting cold feet. She's like, mm, you know what? I don't actually need this. I change my mind. It's not important. Social anxiety kicks in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, fuck no. We're here. We're doing this. Mm-hmm. Come on. He grabs her hand and he's pulling her through the bar. And Dylan 
sees, and he sees them holding hands, and then he sees Reed put her in his lap at the bar. Yeah. Reed whispers into Stella's ear, eat your fucking heart out, prick, which I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So she's sitting on his lap, and he's got his beer on the bar, and then he pushes her hair away from her neck. And yep. <laughs> yep. we're like, yep, yep. We're here yep. For what does he do with her neck? We're what does he do next? What? We're all fucking here for it. <laughs> so then he's like whispering into her ear, and she's getting goose bumps. Goosebumps. <laughs> what you're looking for my, is bumps. My brain said goose bubbles, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, there is a there is another term for it. Goose pimples. Goose pimples? Yeah. Chicka scan. There's chicken skin. <laughs> there's like goose pimples. Yeah. So he's on her neck and she's just feeling it. It's going down. She feels it between her thighs. She's like, yes. And she's yeah. thinking, I don't care about Dylan anymore. Dylan who? Yeah. All that I care about is Reed. It's like no one else is around them, but yeah. Reed, the mouth. On her yeah. ear, on her neck. That is the most mm. erogenous zone. So fucking sexy. And I've said it before. Like, <gasps> yeah. men, hear me out. Go up behind, behind a girl. Her. Yes. Pull her hair aside <sighs> and just get that area where her ear Cut. connects to her shoulder. Mm-hmm. But even what he says to her. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. This is where he kicks it up a notch because he goes, right now he's thinking, God, she looks so fucking beautiful. He's thinking how fucking good you would look spread out before him. How amazing it would feel to taste you. He's thinking of how fucking perfect you would feel when he pressed into you. Uh, oh, I was like, he's he's thinking what? He's, he's doing what? He's what? What is he thinking? <laughs> but it's that... Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> but, but it's also he's relaying exactly what he's thinking and he's doing it in a like I'm not saying I'm doing it. But he's But it is what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like saying he's it's like almost like a taboo, like this is what he's thinking, but in reality, this is what I'm thinking that I wanna do to you. This is mm-hmm. what I'm feeling. Take uh, notes, fellas, because uh, that will get it done. So, Stella goes to kiss him, and he's like, whoa, 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 stop. (laughs) We can't do (laughs) that. Did I give you the wrong impression? (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I'm giving, you can't, no. Yeah. (laughs) She goes, well, let's go, like, take me somewhere. I don't want to be here anymore. And this is when Dylan enters the picture, and he's like, what the fuck is this, Stella? Reed steps in and he's like, we're not going to do this. This mm-hmm. is pointless. Let's go. And that's why Stella's so confused because she's like, he's saying these really hot things to me. But when I try and give back, he shuts down. So is he just doing this for show? Right. At this point, Reed's like, do you want to go home? And she was like, listen, I'm not going home tonight. My sister is probably having sex on the couch that I sleep on. I hate my fucking life. <laughs> so he's like, cool. There's this metal show Let's go to that. During the show, they're talking and they're having this moment. And he starts telling her about his band and how he is involved in the writing process for Dead Sergeants. Yeah, try having a one-on-one conversation during a a metal metal show. show. Totally realistic. 
in your room <laughs> just being it. bumped into <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Can't hear shit. Sorry. Unbelievable. So then she asks him when his next show is, and he's like, oh, they play next Saturday. And she's like, no, 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 your next show. And she sees him smile, and he's like, it's in two weeks. Because she's all about him. And it yeah. made him feel good. Mm-hmm. So she brings up Leah because to her, he gives these vibes of, He's, like, more in his feelings about Leah than he is. She's, like, basically, I'm sorry if she hurt you. And he's, like, we hurt each other. And she goes, what happened? And he, like, gives her a generic answer. that He Mm -hmm. won't say anything. And she goes, oh, you really loved her. And he's, like, yeah, there was love. There were a lot of things. And then we crashed. So she's building up this plot line of this accident that happened but we don't know details and right now he looks super guilty like it was his fault for the accident it looks like he feels really guilty because we don't know we don't know but that's how it's Mm -hmm. looking and also now that you've read it you're like oh pun intended because he goes we crashed and then they did crash yeah just like (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) so they go back to the apartment she goes to get, I don't know, beers from the fridge or whatever. And she's like, hey, I'm not tired. Are you? He's like, no. So they go and they find this spot on a hill somewhere. And they're drinking beer and talking. And she's like, oh, you'll have that cast off soon. Then you can make life your bitch. Two weeks. Two weeks is all you have. Because mm-hmm. he's like getting really down on himself at this point. She then starts talking about what her plans for the future are and how she wants to just experience life and mm-hmm. grab it by the proverbial bowls and whatnot. <laughs> by navel oranges. <laughs> I was going to say Jarrett's bowls. <laughs> She's like, I want to have takeout every other night, stay up past midnight, get my passport stamped, eat weird shit, do things that scare me. I want to burn out. And Reed's just, like, smiling at her this whole time. You can feel that he is feeling this connection that they have. Well, yeah, and her enthusiasm mm-hmm. about life. And I, yeah. as a reader, I was feeling that. And I'm like, God, when I was younger, yeah. like, I wanted that. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to sit still. Yeah. And, again, this is where the existential <laughs> crisis comes into play. I, now, here we are. Chapter 13. And the song is... Umbrella. Umbrella. Yeah, this was a banger back in the day. Yeah. People were into that shit. We're at the restaurant, the plate bar, and Reed's kind of like a sad puppy here because they only give him a few tables because his arm's broken and so Do they not have a food runner? I know, right? Like Like, what the hell? Come on. So help him out. (laughs) But he is not making the tips that he would normally be making Mm -hmm. if he were, like, fully functioning. So Stella notices this, and she takes some of the money from her tips and slides him into his tip books, like, when he's not watching. Because (laughs) she knows that he's, like, too prideful to accept any kind of handout. Mm -hmm. But she's like, if I just, like, sneak some cash in there, he'll never know. And This table just gave you a really big tip. Yeah. She does other things, like she'll bring lunch to his apartment, but he's always mad about it. Like, he doesn't want to be taken care of, but she just wants 
to help him so badly. Mm -hmm. So this one particular day, there are these two guys, they're dressed in suits, and Stella notices that one of them is Nate. And the other guy that's sitting with Nate is making some comment and both of them are kind of laughing as Reed walks away. So Stella goes, mama bear. She's like, fuck no. (laughs) So she grabs water, chips, and salsa, and she goes like busting out there. Nate looks up and sees her seconds before she kind of like fake fumbles and like throws the tray of food at them. Whoops. Yeah. (laughs) And she's, yeah. And she's all, I'm super sorry. And Nate looks up at her and he's like, Stella? And she goes like, oh, my bad, I tripped. And he's (laughs) Nate, is that you? (laughs) He's like, let me get some paper towels, I'll clean this up. (laughs) And he's like, I've been meaning to call you, but I can see you've been trying to make it as a busboy. She's like, "Mm, funny. (laughs) See, you've been trying to make it as a prick. And he's like, okay, what? Hold on. It wasn't even me who made the joke. It was my colleague. I just Mm -hmm. laughed at it. He's like, whoa, whoa, is that not what we're doing here? (laughs) Yeah. She's like, seriously, you just sat there while this dick was rude to a waiter with a broken arm. And he goes, that dick just paid for two months of circulation. She's like, disgusting. And he's like, God, you're pretty when you're pissed. (laughs) He's like, you've got to let me take you out and piss you off some more. Okay, so here's the dilemma, right? You've got Reed, who's hard to get, and he's intriguing, and you can't, you never know where he is, yeah. Yeah. And then you've got Nate, who's just, like, straightforward, and he's like, I want you, I want to take you out, like, let me take you out. He's kind of douchey, but it's, like, an endearing douchey. Mm -hmm. He's, like, super confident, which is what she is. So her confident side relates with Nate, but her artist side relates with Reed, and that's where she's at war. Yeah. She's talking to Nate, and she's like, hey, I better get back before you lose that account. Oh, and P.S. lose my number as well. And he's like, I'm sorry if I was rude to your friend or boyfriend. She's like, no, but... You're fishing. (laughs) Yeah, and he was. It, like, grates on her that her and Reed are not a thing. Yeah. So Nate asks her if she wants to go to dinner tomorrow, and she's like, nope. Lunch in five months. And then she's like, and you better tip the hell out of him. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, also, like, Nate apologizes to Reed. Yeah. He, like, sets him aside after he talks with her. Yeah. They have this conversation. Yeah. But he tries again, and he's like, lunch tomorrow, and then dinner in five months? And she's like, five months, Nate. I don't think you know what this means to me. Like, this is my future. This is what I'm working for. And then he tells her, okay, I'll up the ante have everything ready in three months when ACL, which is Austin City Limits, um, is coming up. So this, it's this big music festival in Austin. If I like your articles, then I'll let you cover ACL, which yeah. is huge. Huge for her. ACL is so big. Yeah, and she's like, "You are you kidding? And he's like, no, of course. That's the new terms or whatever. Now he's like, cool, we're good. Now, excuse me while I go wash my balls of cilantro and onions. (laughs) That's when you get, you start loving Nate, too. Chapter 14. And this is Turn My Head by Live. What song is that? I don't know. Do you know that one? Mm Mm-hmm. What is it? Sing it, Adrian. Go. Hold on. (laughs) And a one and a two. (laughs) I can't can't get there right now. I'm sorry. 
Yeah. Don't know that one at all. Nope. Not familiar. Chapter 14. She is talking about how it's funny how attraction sneaks up on you. Because at first, she was not feeling read. She thought he was an asshole. And then she notices all these subtleties about him. Like, he's always pushing his hair back. Uh, he's tapping a bead out on his thigh or whatever. His lip curls every time he makes a joke. <laughs> and she's like, his true beauty didn't strike me when I, w- when I first met him because I was too mad at him. Between the two of them, because they're both in that situation where they have to ride with her sister, they have come to live for these moments where they're in the backseat yeah. of her car and they talk and that joke banter. around. Yeah. yeah. So she is just like, that's everything to me. She's like, every time he spoke, I felt myself leaning in. I was more engaged, more enamored, just more. Like, I just wanted to be around him. Then she notices that he is kind of being more receptive to her, too. Where he was closed off in the beginning, now he is giving her a little bit more. And she's like, I think he's looking for that moment just as much as I am. Mm -hmm. Then they find out that in a week, he is going to not need rides anymore because he's going to get his car back. So she's like, oh, fuck, that was my thing. Now what do I do? Because I'm totally invested in him. And she's panicking. She's like, I need to get out of this situation. I need to do it immediately. (laughs) Then later on, they are at a party. I guess it's their coworkers are having this party or whatever. She just wants to be alone with Reed. They're having a moment. They're making eye contact or whatever. And Paige notices. And she's like, nope, let me stop you right there. Because Paige is a huge cock block. Yeah. It's like she's one of those things with a side character. Yeah. so dumb. It's like every time they're having a moment, she's like, what are you doing? Yeah. What's going on in here? Yeah. And it hints at maybe Paige has feelings for Reed. Yeah, you keep thinking that. Yeah. And then it's like, no, nope, But nope, she's nope. so into Neil. And I'm yeah. just like, what is her motivation behind yeah. it? Mm-hmm. And you know she wants to be protective of her sister, but to a point. I mean, this is just one of those parts where my like, side characters are dumb. Yeah. And really, it's just Paige. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Paige is giving Stella this pointed look. She knows that she's been staring at Reed too hard. And at one point... Stella's like, I've been drinking a lot of tequila. And at one point she walks up to him and she's like, why do you look so bored? He's like, same old shit. And she's like, where would you rather be? And he goes, it doesn't matter. And she kind of misinterprets this and she's like, do you miss her? And he's like, no, stop analyzing because you're getting it all wrong. In the back of your mind, you're like, it's because he wants Stella and he knows he can't have her. So that's why he's upset or whatever. Mm -hmm. After that, he kind of disappears. You don't see him at the party again. She's looking for him and she can't find him. So then she goes inside and he's on his phone. And you can tell he's in a kind of deep conversation. He's like, I'm sorry. I know. I'm like trying to find a way to help y'all, like whatever. And she's like... Everything in me told me it wasn't the time. I knew not to say a word. And she goes, what's wrong? And then she's like, fucking tequila. <laughs> because she knows. She's word oh, vomiting. Fuck, I shouldn't. Yeah. yeah, I should not have said anything, but I still got to do it because tequila. And she tells him, like, if he needs someone to talk to. And he's just like, Stella. So, yeah. so then she starts pressing him, like, if Paige wasn't my sister what would you say to me right now? And then she just kind of keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. And 
she's staring into his eyes and she knows that he's feeling something. There's, she's like, there's no way he cannot be feeling anything. She goes, I'm right here. And his eyes are drifting up to her face. The air changes. It was overwhelming. She's high on him. And she's like, what is on your mind, Reed? And then guess who enters? It's fucking Paige. Fucking Paige. <laughs> and she's like, Paige. the cock blockers of all cock blockers. <laughs> she's like, Stella, what are you doing? What's going on here, guys? Reed, come get more beer with me. <sighs> Fuck off. So they do. And then Stella's like, it's too late. We already know. Mom, like, the feelings yeah. are there. The fire's been lit. It was low-lying, but we we knew it was a matter of time. This is it. It's not him a matter are, of if, it's a matter of when. Yeah, him and I are feeling the feelings. And yeah. Too bad for you. Then Paige and Reed eventually make it back to the party, and Reed will not look at her. He has been ignoring her completely. She's trying to make conversation with him, but you can tell he's trying to give her the brush off. Clearly, like, Paige said something to him, so he's now avoiding her. Where before, it was the tension. They were gravitating toward each other. Mm-hmm. Reed goes to the liquor store with Paige. He comes back, and now he's acting as if she doesn't exist. And she's like, what the fuck happened? But also, she's trying to pull it out of him, because she's like, I know you feel something. Yeah. And she's like, hey, I'm trapped in this hell, too. Don't leave me hanging here. I know you feel feelings. She takes another step forward, and she's like, I say... And he goes, Stella. And she know, she reads it as, stay away. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why? Because she's like, I can't stay away from you if I wanted to. So she's interpreting this whole conversation for what it really is and not how they're trying to the sugarcoat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They go back and forth. And then she's like, kiss me, Reed, once. Just kiss me. If you don't like it, you never have to do it again. And he tells her no, of course. So it's crushing her because she feels so rejected. He's like, this can't happen, even though they're in this moment. And he brings up, he's like, what about that guy from the restaurant? Yeah. He's talking about Nate, and she's just like, what? That's not... Yeah. So he tells her it can't happen. She's like, if you say so. And then she kind of pulls away from him. Because she's pissed and she's drunk and she's like, I need to get some air. So she walks off and eventually she makes her way back to the apartment and Reed is pissed. She can see in his eyes that he's furious. And well, then she he, goes off for a walk, she, right? Yeah, she mm-hmm. goes off. She finds like a park or something. Yeah, she's, she's like, I need like, some space. I'm going to go for a walk. So she leaves the party. Yeah. But the fact that Reed can't find her and when she gets back, he's so mad that she's been gone and no one knew where she was. And then he storms off back to his apartment because he's pissed off at her. Her sister, who is like a fucking forever nag, is like, where have you been? You've been gone for two hours. She's like, oh, and she tells her that Reed was walking the complex the whole time looking for her. She's like, I'm fine. Why are you being ridiculous? And then Paige starts telling her to stay away from him. Stella's like, honestly, like, who are you to tell me any of this? And she's like, I'm your sister and his best friend. I know you both. And this is the last thing that either of you need. And then Stella's like, let's get one thing straight. No one, not even you, gets to make those decisions for me. So then this is when Paige tells her, Listen, before you get fixated on him, you should know about his history because that accident he got into, he was the one driving drunk. 
the cops came and he put Leah in the driver's seat. So she was almost arrested and he just was going to let her take the fall. And that's another thing that I wish that there had been something from his point of view to explain that situation because that is an unforgivable thing for me. Like you are going to let someone else take the fall. That's awful. Mm -hmm. Stella's like, he cannot be that asshole. Not Reed. She goes back home. She's just kind of like dwelling on this new information. She cleans the whole house, the apartment spotless. She can't sleep. She's just up until the sun comes up. And now we get to chapter 15. The song is Say Goodbye by Dave Matthews. Foreshadowing. Your brother's favorite band. Did he talk about that? Mm-mm. Paul didn't. Oh, it is his favorite band. So this week, she does not see Reed at all. He does not ride in the car. She doesn't see him at work. She kind of stays to herself. If they have a shift together, they kind of avoid each other in the kitchen. And I fucking love this part. They're hanging out at the apartment. She's on her laptop. She's writing this article about Dave Matthews. And while she's writing, she keeps inserting stuff about Reed. Like commentary. Yeah. yeah. So she'll be like, blah, blah, blah about Dave Matthews. And then she's like, he cut his hair too short talking about (laughs) Reed. Or she'll be like, why does he use so much soap? I'm so tempted to bite, like take a bite of Irish Spring. (laughs) Then she's like, his arm is so pale. (laughs) In in the middle of her article. So she's like, Dave Matthews, Dave Matthews. Oh, fuck. Why is he so goddamn sexy? Or I miss him. Why do I miss him? So she's furious with herself. because She's like, I just want to get through this article and I can't because all I can focus on is read. She slams her laptop and she's like, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna go for a walk, whatever. Reed is at the apartment while this is happening. Yes. So she goes off, she does her own thing. And then she comes back like half an hour later and she looks up and she sees that Reed is on her laptop and she's like, no. <laughs> she literally oh, says what no. I said. She was like, Whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Right. So she's like, I kept the scream in my throat as I watched his lips twist into a slow building smirk. So she knows that he saw everything. Well, she's like hoping. It's like maybe he just immediately closed <laughs> out and minimized but, all those windows. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what her sister says. She's like, I let him borrow your laptop, but like I told him to like close out of your thing. And it's like, cool, don't worry about it. So then she gets her laptop back. She opens it up and he has written responses to everything that she (sighs) wrote about him. I love this part. I know. So (laughs) he goes, so when she wrote, he cut his hair too short. He goes, you think? I'll keep it longer in the future, but only for you, Grenade. And when she said, why in the hell does he use so much soap? I'm so tempted to take a bite of Irish Spring. He says, because I like a clean ass and I have an extra (laughs) bar for tasting. But I'm pretty sure the Surgeon General warns against it. And when she wrote, oh, fuck me. Why is Reed Crown so damn sexy? He goes... This is good news. For a minute, I was afraid my hair was too short. I was too clean and pale. And I think you're the sexiest fucking thing I've ever seen. Even if you're wearing a scrunchie. Because that's what she was writing to the part. And when she wrote, I miss him. Why do I miss him? He goes, I'm right here, Stella. Uh, 
<laughs> so good. It's so good. <laughs> so good. So. <sighs> so she looks up at him over the screen. Her pulse is going crazy. He's like laser focused on her, right? And apparently like Paige and Neil have fucked off somewhere. We don't care. But in the three seconds where they're just looking at each other, they close the distance and they just start kissing and they can't take it anymore. They have been waiting so long for this kiss. And I love the description. It's like we devoured each other, gripping, grinding, fusing. Yeah. Fusing. Uh, That's such a good word. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she is dying to have him or whatever. He's like growling and they're just making out on this and literally they're consuming each other with this kiss yeah and literally like i've had that moment of like have you had that moment where you just like can't take it anymore you just want to get at each other like you cannot handle it yes Mm -hmm. so they're kissing and then reed pulls back and he's like talking in her ear and he's like i miss you too So so good then fucking page comes in again and is like hey did you eat they play it off real cool what are you guys doing here (laughs) and they're like yeah whatever like fuck off page whatever then reed is like thanks for dinner i'm gonna see you at the show tomorrow right looking at stella and she's like yeah totally if we get off early so that night she's just like tossing and turning and she's like, he didn't say anything, but his kiss was everything. Like, it said everything I needed to hear. Yeah. And then eventually she falls asleep. Chapter 16. The chapter 16. Yeah. Corn. Mm. Freak on a Leash is the song. Not much happens. So this is the night that she goes and actually sees him perform, which is a big deal for her because... She had never seen him play before. Every every time before this, it was only practice. Yeah. So they go to this bar. She's freaking out. She's like, I've never been nervous before. I've never gone and seen a band and, like, felt nervous feelings. But she sees him sitting at his drum set, and she's like, done. Like, I can't. I'm done. She hears him start to play, and then her mouth just drops, and she's like, oh, my God. This, this is it. I'm done. Goodbye. At one point, her sister's like, what do you think? You're a music writer. What do you think about the band? And in her head, she's like, I think I'm falling in love with him. <laughs> but also, they're going to get signed. Yeah, and then really she's like, they'll, they'll be signed within a year. Yeah. Then she just kind of gets lost in his performance. She's watching his muscles move, and he's sweaty, and he's like playing the drums, and... She's like, he bit his lip when he sped up and his body's like rocking and all she feels is desire and she just wants to climb on top of him. And she says, I would never get enough of the sight of him. In his element, he owned the stage. This is when they do like an acoustic version of Freak on a Leash Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's her jam. (laughs) So... They're all going crazy over this band, and she knows pretty soon, like, they're going to be huge or whatever. They're on their way home. Paige is telling her, oh, you're being really quiet. And 
she's thinking about how disappointed she is because like Reed's still at the club and there were girls all over him and she's just she wants alone time with him she at the when they were at the bar she kind of stayed behind to like see if he would talk to her but she got nothing so she's just kind of dwelling on that and she's like I just want my moment with him they have not had any time together she goes home she takes a shower and she's like why does this have to be so fucking complicated I want him he wants me what is the big deal so she tries to go to bed and go to sleep and she can't do it she's tossing and turning and then she's like, you know what? Fuck this. She gets up and she's like, I'm going over there. That's right, girl. You claim that dick. But, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to claim that dick. Yeah. <laughs> but every every step she takes, she's like, ooh, should I be? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I should. No. Oh, uh, maybe not. And I feel like every girl does this. We're like, we're going to do something bold. And then we're like, I'm scared. I yeah. should, should I not? You're I second should. guessing yourself the yeah. whole time. And she's like, God, please be home. Please be home. And then she gets to his door. She's like, don't answer, don't yeah. answer, don't be home. She, she like quietly knocks and she's like, you fucking groovy, go back home, don't do this. <laughs> and then she's like turning around to go and he answers. She's like, mm, you know, you're probably busy. I think I'll I'll go. See you at work. Bye. And he's like, Stella, <laughs> what, what do you mean? Come on. Before she knows what's happening, he grabs her and slams her into the back of the front door. Ugh. He puts her hands above her head and he threads his fingers through hers. And he's like, why didn't you come last night? And then he yeah, just like... Yeah, because he's like, oh, why, didn't, why didn't you come sooner? Yeah, exactly. Why, why didn't you come to me sooner? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been uh, waiting for you. And then he, before she can answer, he just kisses her and anything she was thinking is just gone because <laughs> they have this intense kiss and she's like grinding on him and it's just such a hot moment between the two of them yeah and he bites her bottom lip which like yes thank (laughs) god he looks at her and he's like what am i gonna do with you and she goes um you can take my clothes off (laughs) (laughs) that's a good start yeah then she was like uh i write better than i talk so don't listen to that (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then they're getting into it and she's like, fuck me right now. She just wants him so badly. She has that feeling of like, I cannot get close to you. And I have felt that and I get that. Like where you just can't Uh, get close enough to somebody. So good. You just want to be inside of everything mm -hmm. about that. So they start like ripping clothes off and he's like grabbing her boobs and like sucking on her nipples and it's just like oh my god it's such a hot scene yeah it's a very much where like he takes control and it's not even like about their environment because they're at his apartment where he literally has like zero furniture except for a bed yeah but he just takes control of that situation and you're just like yes i love the fact that her her hands are in his hair and she's Mm -hmm. messing with him while he's messing with her yeah yeah she's an active participant Uh for sure so they're getting into it and reed's like god damn fucking grenade because he knows that like as soon as they got together it was gonna be like a fucking explosion he's like all about it then she grabs him and starts jacking him off (laughs) (laughs) and he is like licking her and it's just like lost and need and you you get so into it Yeah. yeah 
And then she like starts to reach for him and he bats her hands away and then he just goes down on her and you're like, fuck yes. That's when he like, you know, gets her off and then he like is hovering on top of her. And this is when he does that thing that I fucking love when guys do, but he like cups her face and gets his hands in her hair. Yeah. And then like he pushes into her while he's doing that, which Mm is... Mm. He's connecting down below, but also Mm. eye-to-eye contact. So they are having a moment. And they have sex, then they're kind of laying there. And he's just kind of running his fingers down her body and over her lips and down her neck. And then she knows that after this, he's got a piece of her heart and there's nothing she can do about it. Ain't no going back now. Yeah. yeah, but while he's trailing down her and stuff, he's staring at her, yeah. looking her in the eyes, and mm-hmm. I just felt like that was ooh, super hot. <laughs> it was. Yeah. yeah. He just doesn't want to break any type of contact with her. They both feel the connection, and they both gave into it, and it's just so nice. <sighs> yeah. All right, y'all. So this is a long one, and we want to give give it its do justice yeah we want to give you everything that this book has to offer because this is a really great book and i think we all kind of love this one and we'll talk about it forever and ever so (laughs) what we were going to do here is just stop we'll do a second episode of drive and you'll get the the final thoughts after they have their first sexual encounter and what happens past that yeah and then what happens with nate there's a lot coming so stay tuned yeah see you next time Thank you.